and he like so like brings up his phone and he shows like a group chat and it's like him zion camera edition trey jones no yeah way. Like, oh wait shit I didn't realize how like strict I'd have to be with the mic because I've had a couple guests come on and they'd be saying awesome stuff, but the decibels were like so low and I'm like, dang it, like I Gosh, wish they man. could hear that. But uh, dude, I appreciate you making the drive out. Of course, of course. I'd always, yeah. I'd always wanted to be on something like this. Yeah, dude. It's really cool. And I get to support a friend, so. Hey, I appreciate that. No, I, I'm glad I can support you. I, I like uh, your first set single, bro. Thank you. Thank Party you. on me. Yes. I didn't know, I was just saying before the podcast, the podcast before the podcast, I was like, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't really know you that well. I've only had friends yeah, of friends of and it was good, bro. Thank you. Yeah. You have a good sound. Thank you. Yeah. I was really nervous just because uh, music is something I always wanted to do, uh -huh. but I was always just kind of like iffy about it. So like the only people that really knew that I ever liked music were like my, like basically one of my roommates and then obviously you no know, Valentina. So she was yeah. like, they were like the only two people that knew. And then during uh, quarantine last year, like, you know, at the beginning of COVID. Yes. There was so much time and I was like in my room all the time. So I was just like, let me, let me actually try to like do this. Test the waters, right? Yeah. So then it took a while because that was like last year, but mm -hmm. finally got it done after I worked up enough confidence. And uh, Did you know you were going to do like an R&B sort of sound or? Honestly, I, I had no idea what I was really going to do. I, I kind of knew, I guess I kind of knew like where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. But then like, you just, ha I just had to feel it out and I'm still feeling it out because, um, I guess I I'm this type of person where if you like something or if you want to do something, I think that you should like, you know, really go after it. And like yes. my, my, like, you know, when you have goals, like you don't want to sound cheesy with your goals, but uh -huh. like, I don't, I want to do it to like do it. I want to be the best at it. For sure. You know, if that means being on the level of like all these people that you always see on TV, that's what it means. But mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. So, um. When I, when I first started this podcast, I've done so many things before this podcast involving like, I would do vlogs and stuff like that. Funny stuff when I was yeah. real young. So they were cringy. They're all in private now. Yeah, so don't try to search it up. They're on private. Uh, but I'm very firm and like my girlfriend, she likes to dance, but she's killing it in school. She's mm -hmm. almost has her bachelor's already. Oh, I'm way behind her. She's 20 years old. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, but she says she likes dancing and she likes choreography and all that stuff. I'm like pursue that yeah do that she's so busy like with me i've pursued so many different little dreams i've had mm -hmm. if it didn't work i realized that and i backed up and then took it from square one quarantine how you started making music quarantine yeah. is kind of i was like i want to do a fucking podcast yeah every guy you're like oh dude me and the boys should start a podcast and start talking but nobody like buys the mics records posts on spotify like yeah. they should it's fun bro That's, yeah, there's it's plenty a lot of fun yeah uh, so you said you want to step into other genres with your music. I saw like an Instagram post. Yeah. Uh, like what type of genres? So, uh, like right now. So first with Party On Me, that was like the, maybe like the fifth or sixth song I recorded. Okay. And I had it done back in like April, but I just sat on it cause I had no, I was kind of nervous still. Yeah. So I kind of sat on it, but I have like probably, I went to the studio last Monday Right now, I probably have like 18, 20 songs done. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to put together like a little album. So, and like, you know, when you, people put albums together, you want it to be cohesive, which I'm going to, it will be, but I also want it to be like expanding plenty of different genres. So mm -hmm. I just, I'm getting ready to do a song, which is like a, a like a house beat, like, you know, like. Oh, cool. Like, like EDM house, house beat. Yeah, yeah, like an EDM house beat. It's like a super open song. It's kind of like the vibe I wanted uh, for that song was like almost like you're like a, at a hookah lounge or something, okay. you know? No, I feel that. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of other, like I have like 80s synth on there. 
because I, I really like old music, like old pop music. Cool. Um, there's some acoustic stuff. There's even like a Spanish reggaeton type beat on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to really make sure that I, I hit like every genre and like I want it to be as professional as it could possibly be because I don't want to like when I do something like with music, I don't want it to be like, oh, like this is good. But, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not that there's anything bad with that, but like I just don't want it to be like, oh, like, you know, like the rollout was unprofessional or you could tell like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the first time doing it. I want it to be like, oh, like, like if I tell someone like, oh, this is my first like few songs or like that's your first few songs like that's yeah. crazy i want it to be like that and um yeah i feel that way with the first song you dropped party on me i listened to it and i was like this is good i think i i think i messaged you on instagram and i was like dude this is like actually really good yeah you have a good sound thank you a lot of people have the work ethic and then you, you know you have to have like some sort of talent or you have to find that talent yeah people you don't have to be a I mean, you're a good singer, but there's a lot of people who you don't have to be a good singer. You just have to have a certain sound. Yeah. Like Kendrick, like Kendrick Lamar. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely amazing. But like he's doing weird stuff. And that's why people like him. Like yeah. top of the morning, top of the, you yeah, know, the way he changes his <laughs> flows and he does his little like little like, I don't know, side character voices. Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's been so in uh, like uh, when we were younger, I think like 2013, you know, like Fetty Wap and stuff where mm-hmm. all that mattered was like, you know, the flow and sounded good. Yeah. But, now it's like weird stuff. People like weird shit nowadays. Yeah, it's it's weird because like I, I even like listen to music and I'm like, I pull inspiration from like everything I listen to. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I might listen to a song and I'm like, you can't, obviously you're not copying anything, but you're just getting inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I might be like, oh, like, you know, I never thought I'd make a song like this, but like, you know, like, let me try it. And there's times when like, I've gone in the studio and I absolutely hated what I did. Like, and I felt yeah. like I wasted time, but it just happens like the third time I ever went in the studio, I had a song and I felt so bad because we had like a five hour session and we were like almost done with it. And he was like, all right, like, like, you know, you just want to hear what we have so far. And it was basically done. And he played it. And I was like, dude, like, I hate that. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, bro, like, I don't care. But I was like, I I feel really bad. Like, I absolutely hate this. It's trial and error. I feel like especially with music, you know, you got to make a lot of mistakes. You got to make a lot of sounds that you just end up not liking when it's all finished. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of, you know, all the artists are saying like, oh, I have a hundred unreleased songs that mm-hmm. just don't release because it doesn't match the album vibe oh, or yeah, for sure. it's just not their sound or their quality they're looking for. For sure. Yeah. Um, you said you draw a lot of inspiration from a lot of different sources. Is there any big one? Uh, So, as, as, no, it's not weird to say. I think my favorite artist, surprisingly, for, well, surprising to a lot of people, ever since I was uh, a lot younger too, has actually been Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber? Yeah. That's not funny or that's not weird at all. Yeah. I, JB is amazing. I liked JB when it was funny to be like, oh, JB's a bitch. Yeah. Like in middle school, you know? Like. Yeah, that's how I like, yeah. <laughs> so like the reason I like him is because like I know some of these like little minuscule facts, but like I think he's one of, if not the only like male artist to have hit number one on like the like the hip hop uh, billboard top 100 or whatever, yeah. country, pop. EDM so wow. like, and and Latin. So like, you know, he's hit all those genres. And like, yeah. Yeah. So like he has like Despacito, uh, 10,000 hours with Dan and Shay. Mm-hmm. I'm the one with DJ Khaled. So like he has all those songs and all those different sounds. And like, I think he's so amazing because like no matter what type of like beat you put him on, mm-hmm. he figures out like he figures it out. For sure. You know? And JB, he's the type of guy where there's a lot of artists that I like. And then I watch an interview or a podcast or something. And I'm like, I don't really think he's that cool or interesting of a guy. Like I like trippy. I liked trippy red a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
probably a great guy, but I listened to him on a podcast and I was just, he didn't show love for his music and stuff. And it mm -hmm. sounded more like, oh, I'm pouring him out and collecting million dollar checks and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, JB, it's like a work of art. He has amazing talents, been doing it since a young kid. It's yeah. always interesting to see those stories. Yeah. Of how old was he? Maybe like 15, 14? Yeah, something 16? around there. Yeah. Uh, just powering out music, but. No, JB's a great guy. When I hear an interview or a podcast, I'm like, he's, he's yeah. dope. He seems like he really likes what he does. Like he knows, like yeah. he always talks about knowing that like music is his purpose. Mm -hmm. So like, yep. that's how, and I mean, he really like, you know, puts together like, you know, you know, whenever he releases something, it slaps for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's like a, you know, like a not so serious song or like a serious song, like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You named off a lot of features with JB. Uh, do you like his new albums or do you prefer his kind of older albums? Um, I like like the newest album he just released, Justice. I like I like the album a lot. My favorite album from him is probably Journals, which is like the mm. one that had no real traction just because when he, you know, like in 2013, 14, when he was going through like that, you know, like he was like not knowing how to like function as a human. Right. Being. So like that's when that album came out and his label didn't support it because um, his label like, and this happens with a lot of artists actually too, you know, like with record labels and like management, like if you make a, if you're, you know, like they give artists control, but when it comes mm -hmm. to major releases, like an album or something, they're very like controlling about what yeah. type of music you release. So that album is his R&B album and they didn't push it because they didn't want him, you know, making music like that. But if you know the song, like uh, All That Matters. Oh, I was about to say that. You're All That Matters to me. Yeah, yeah. that's so, so like, good. That album is really good because first I like R&B music. He sounds good with singing R&B music and the lyrics are super like super meaningful because it's kind of like mm. a it's kind of like a sadder album yeah but like i felt like that was maybe some of the deepest stuff he's released and then he has songs like peaches that are just like slaps you know Real, I mean? yeah. yeah or like stay with the kid Leroy. it's just, like yeah because you gotta get you gotta get on the radio and then you have to give your real fans the deep stuff yeah like uh a lot of rappers with their albums still have like one or two songs that they know will make it on the radio mm -hmm. and then they have the other eight to ten that are just real uh this is who I am. Yeah. Like, listen to this. Is there uh, any big things you're trying to avoid from watching people like Justin Bieber and seeing that? Like, big things you're trying to avoid with l future labels or independent stuff? Or what's um, the biggest obstacles you s can foresee? I, like, I'm trying to think. You know, like, I, I would probably say I just want to make sure, like, no matter what happens, like, you know, like, maybe... I do this and nothing will ever happen. Nothing will ever come from it. Mm -hmm. But if something did come from it or I got a big opportunity to break, I think my biggest thing is just making sure that like I, I'm a very nice person and I feel like that's also my, my downfall as a person mm -hmm. sometimes. Cause you know, like there's been times where like people have walked all over me just because like, I don't know how to say no. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think with him, like he kind of had like a lot of people always telling him yes and egging him on or whatever. And like, obviously when you're like, I'm not that young anymore. I mean, I'm still young, I'm only 21, but like I couldn't imagine yeah. being like 16, 17 with a million dollars and like you could do whatever the hell you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think I just want my judgments to always be good and like make sure that I keep like a, not a, like a super small circle, but like I understand, like I want people around me always that will like tell me the truth. Like yeah. I can make a song and like if it's ass, you're like, TJ, this, this shit sucks. Like yeah. it's horrible. Like don't release that. You know, just like honest opinions because like, Sometimes I'll send stuff like like stuff to people, and I feel like they're scared to hurt my feelings. They're yes, man. Yeah, Which but is, I, nothing's wrong with that. No, it's hard to say that to your buddy, but if it's truly their dreams and aspirations, and they're trying to make this song good. 
negative feedbacks always. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for sure. And I like had to learn to not be butthurt because one of my best friends, mm. uh, I sent him a song. It was like one of the first songs I did. And I sent it to him and he sent me a voice recording of him laughing <laughs> back <Damn>. to me. <laughs> he was like, bro, I love you. I love you. But he was like, this one's just not it. And then like, I was like listening to it, like listening to it. And I was like, you know, like he's telling the truth low key, mm-hmm. you know, but I was butthurt at first. I won't lie. But then I was like, you know, like I can't be butthurt because he's telling me the truth. Like I'd rather him do that yeah. and hurt my feelings than like him be like, bro, this is amazing. And then I embarrass myself, you know? Yeah. So like, I feel like that's really important. Criticism is crucial. A lot of people, when they are talking about criticism with this podcast or like saying something I should or shouldn't do or, or what they want to see, they'll always like walk on eggshells to be like, hey, uh, love the podcast, but listen, or like, I don't have a podcast and you know, I haven't done it, but I want to tell you this. It's like, bro, just tell me, yeah. should I not do this? Should I do this? Like yeah. at first I would get butt hurt when it kind of, probably when I first started the podcast, I might get butt hurt. But now it's like, yeah, I'm open to criticism. And a lot of the, a lot of the things they say, I've already like went through in my mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, that part was ass. Or yeah, I should have had him closer to the mic or I should have edited this like this. Or Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a way to like, as long as no one is rude about it, you know, like that's the right. main thing. Like you could tell someone like something like constructive criticism and mm-hmm. be like cool about it, you know? Yeah. Like, don't just be like, you know, like, fuck you, this sucks. I'm like, I'll be like, oh, damn, like, that's yeah. sad. But <laughs> that's not constructive at yeah, all. Yeah, that's not constructive. Like, tell me, like, what yeah. I should work on. Like, you know, like, if you don't like the ad libs or if there's a part of the song where you feel like it could have done better vocally, like, mm-hmm. that's more, that's better for me because I know, like, what little specific things to go in and fix. Right. You know? Yeah. Or if even if you don't like the overall song, just be like, hey, this is one man's opinion. I just, this song isn't it for me i don't like this song mm-hmm. i have a buddy uh he's making music right now his name's nick ionati mm-hmm. he makes like rap music he only posted the soundcloud but he's got he's good he sounds like uh his sound is similar to trippy red mm-hmm. and it, it's good stuff and i'm honest with my friends like yeah. you know everybody's trying to do like you know rap music on soundcloud and then yeah. they'll play it and it's like yo i would never listen to this yeah i'm not afraid to like i'll be like oh i'll never listen to that yeah i couldn't see it. or if i like it I'd be like i could play it in my car but it just sounds cheap it sounds like you didn't record it in a quality studio or mm-hmm. this or that um i like to be honest but he's making good stuff but he sent over a song called surreal and it wasn't he it was a rough draft he didn't really mix or master it yet mm-hmm. and i was like dude i just this song i don't like this song mm-hmm. and i wanted to be like yes bro good work keep working yeah but i told him what i didn't like about it and whatnot i think that's important oh yeah for sure as yeah. long as you let someone know like you know like why I think that yeah. that's, that's the most important thing. There has to that be way they life. know, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't just say something like, like you like leave them hanging almost, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. What side of the fence do you lean on when it comes to Donda or CLB? Okay. So I was having this debate the other day. I will say this. I think that Donda has a, is a way deeper album. Yes. It's not my style of music necessarily. There's a few songs that I like, like uh, the song with Roddy Rich, Pure Souls. Mm, and yep. hurricane with the weekend but i have already found myself listening to clb more personally same uh when donda first came out i i convinced myself that i like kanye i'm just not big into his music of course you got the old bangers but oh yeah uh, of course his new album it'll make you feel something every once in a while but oh, yeah. i'll notice i'll like a one part of each song but i won't mm-hmm. like this song in its entirety hurricane's yeah. a good one i like hurricane no child left behind is a real quick like mm-hmm. play in the car just like look at the sun and vibe yeah clb i have that on repeat for the most part i usually click on that and shuffle it right now oh yeah for sure. um drake is just more of my vibe no yeah, I'm, I'm the same way yeah. i mean with kanye 
like you said, there's some old bangers, but I have always kind of leaned Drake a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, people talking about like CLB, like they're like, oh, it's not good. But I think what happened with that was like, there's a lot of people that were expecting Drake to do something completely different. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, like I think as artists, you have to evolve. But like, if it's not broke, sometimes don't fix it. Like, right. Being broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like a Drake album. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting him to, you know, like step out and do something completely different. But it sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the songs I was listening to it on the way here. It's a very good album. And I want to emulate some sounds from that, like uh, the song Race My Mind. I saw you post that. That's a good one. Race My Mind's a good one. Pipe Down. Pipe Down, yeah. I like that one. I like, I don't know. I always kind of like the slower songs. Like there's like hype songs, like No Friends in the Industry, Mm -hmm. Knife Talk, and uh, what's the weird one? Way Too Sexy. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But that was, that's like a fun, like, you know. What's End Too Deep, bro? I like that one. Yes. I like, I don't know if you've noticed this, of course you probably have, but like punk rock and mm-hmm. like rap and hip hop have kind of collided in recent years where mm-hmm. you'll hear guitar lines that you would hear back then in like a Weezer or like a 303 song or something. And mm-hmm. now it's like Drake is on top of a da-na, yeah. da-na. And it's like, I like In Too Deep a lot. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Especially the second half of it. I like, like you know. When, when it's, it's, yeah, it changes yeah. up. Yeah. I love music like that where it's a certain vibe and then all like Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, four different songs in the same like three and a half minutes on yeah. one he audio makes, like, track. Art. Like Frank Ocean is like ridiculous. gosh, yeah. Do you remember when he teased his uh, album Blonde for how long did it take him to post that oh, album? Oh, I don't, I can't even Years, remember dude. that. That was like a while. Yeah, but Blonde is like crazy. Like that is like art, you know. Yeah. That's like he takes his time, mm. and like really does his thing on his stuff. I get chills with his music. If if music makes me feel something, mm-hmm. that's when I know it's it's good. Can you listen to if you enjoy somebody's music but you don't like the artist, mm-hmm. meaning things they say, like I said with the interview and podcast, mm-hmm. can you still listen to their music or do you kind of back away? Uh, I feel like it varies. Yeah, in know? context, it varies in context. Like maybe some, uh, I. It varies, but I'm probably more likely to maybe shy away. I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't know. They wouldn't be at like the top of my playlist, but like I just I wouldn't like skip a song or anything. Yeah, I get you know. That. I would just listen to it and just yeah enjoy what I can. Yeah, I feel that. Is there any uh? So if you were able to pick an artist to feature on or have them feature on a song of yours, mm-hmm. who would it be? Who would match your sound? Who, if the sky's the limit with this, huh. and no matter what, it would do the same numbers. Let me let me think. So that's a hard one. That is a hard one. I feel like my dream feature mm-hmm. would be, dang, I'd probably say like if I my life would be complete if I ever got a feature with Bieber. Of but, course, yeah. But I like like whenever I talk about this, all my friends are always like, "Oh, all your features are so bandwagonish." But I'm like, no, I just like <laughs> genuinely like these artists, like Drake. I yeah. think I like I literally have like probably five, six songs where like I feel like. If Drake hopped in on this, that'd be like amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I've been on a little bit of a like the, how I was talking about like the '80s funk. So Bruno Mars would be insane too. I miss Bruno. Yeah, Bruno he always come back. He always comes like when he comes. You know, he comes with that little '80s like funky like you yeah. know. And he does the whole get up too. He dresses that way. He's just smooth. You know, mm-hmm. I like. What's that new one? Leave the door open or something like that? Yeah, or? leave the door open. Yeah, yeah. I like that music video too. It's a good vibe. Yeah, he's just like again. That's another guy who comes and goes every like five years Mm -hmm. but like when he comes on like he's like you know he's on his shit like he knows what he's doing yeah 
No, Bruno, I think Bruno produced a music video, just like one music video. And I think he won like best producer or something like that. I can't remember. I, I mean, I heard it in a podcast once. I was like, what? Yeah, that, Interesting. Man's, that man's like insane. Yeah. But probably it would go Bieber, Drake, Bruno Mars. I'd probably say. Damn. As far as like if the sky was the limit. Like not DJ, Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Of course. Just so he can, uh, you know, what is he? No, he's like a producer, right? That's what he. Yeah. So he makes the beats on his album. He'll right? say a couple things and then. Yeah, and then he like. Float out. He seems like a great guy, though. Yeah. He seems like a really good guy. Did you watch his Snapchat stories back in the day? I used to, yeah. He'd always be like on the on the jet ski in yeah. like Miami. The key. Yeah. <laughs> like riding around. I was like, oh, like he seems like a great. I would love yeah. to meet him, you know? Where was he? Was he in Miami or something? Yeah. He's or normally like, like down in Miami, I think. Are you staying in Tampa? Uh, Now I am. Just because of like classes are in person now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Like last year, everything was online. So even though I had the apartment, I would stay at home because yeah. i like being around my family um, For sure. but now i'm just in tampa yeah tampa has had a lot of success in recent years not the i mean usf is awesome but like just the city of tampa oh yeah for it's sure. been talked about it everywhere like you know the influencer fights um the buccaneers winning the super bowl mm-hmm. people are talking about tampa dude yeah i mean tampa i feel like in this last year i finally really explored it i mm-hmm. love it like I was always in Orlando, did everything there is to do in Orlando, yeah. which is why I, I didn't want to go to UCF, but um, I mean, UCF is still beautiful though. I just yeah. did, wanted to get out of Orlando, but I, I can that. genuinely say like Tampa is, I would recommend going there to anyone. For sure. Downtown Tampa is like the shit. It's yeah. so nice. St. Pete. I like St. Pete a lot as well. I was well. St. Pete like two days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Amazing. Dude. Yeah, I I have three locations, so I'm finishing my uh, nursing degree right now. Oh, uh, luckily, I'm doing it at Lake Sumter. They offer all four years, so I've been mm-hmm. doing that over there. That's great. Um, but I'm either thinking St. Pete, mm-hmm. Orlando, and people cringe at this one, Miami. No, Miami's amazing. I go to Miami in heart. Nope, dude. People are like, dude, Miami, you're stupid. I'm like, you just got to be friendly. I mean, people are, you know, don't go to the bad sides of town and... Mm-hmm. You got to be with the culture, you know, you got to vibe with it. Um, But I think Miami would be a great location. I'm looking to live in a, I want to be at least right outside of a major city, especially if I continue doing things like the podcast and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Like wherever I move, I always want to be like, you know, in a city. But yeah, Miami is like, I don't understand why people always like get all weird about Miami. Listen, that can happen anywhere, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So like Miami is like super nice. You know, there's a lot of things to do. The area is nice. You have like, Four different beaches, mm-hmm. or like parts of the beach, I guess. So, like, I love Miami. When people think of Miami, I feel like they only think about South Beach and the Strip right there. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't you don't live on the Strip, you know? You don't live oh, yeah. on the beach right there in that area. Like, Miami, is there's much more to yeah. Miami than South Beach. Yeah, Miami's huge. Like, I didn't even realize how big Miami was until I was, um, I think I was at South Beach um, or on the Strip with my friend. Mm-hmm. And one of my other friends goes to FIU. And he was yeah. like, bro, I'm like 45 minutes away from you. And I was like, dang, like 45 minutes and still considered Miami, I guess. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. He was like, Miami's huge, dude. Like, he was like, things could be like far mm-hmm. away. But I was like, oh. And I feel like it's one of those things, too. If you live like uh, near Miami, mm-hmm. you say Miami. Like okay. uh, when when I'm out of state or something and I live in Claremont, someone's like, where are you from in Florida? Orlando. Oh, yeah. I'm That's what I'm Like 30 minutes out of Orlando. Yeah. Orlando. Because, I mean, I mean, I love Claremont's like amazing so like, chill the is. lakes bro the views like 
we take it for granted because I grew up in Iowa, at least the first 10 years of life. Mm -hmm. Barely remember it now, but you don't see, you don't, the palm trees, the lakes, and yeah. Claremont's hilly. It's the only part of Florida that has like hills. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Super hilly. I think, uh, pretty sure Claremont's the highest elevation of Florida. I've heard That's that. why they built the NTC here. That's oh, why really? It's one of the reasons. Okay. But, uh, um, yeah, Claremont, if once Florida's all the way underwater, it's just going to be the Citrus Tower. <laughs> And it's going to be me and you stuck up there I mean, recording a podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm down for that. I mean, I I really don't even, like, know anything about, like... F I, I've been here for, like, 10 years now because I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, originally. okay. So, cool. but I still, like, I'm very... I'm a very slow learner of, like, certain areas. Like, I don't... Like, I don't know how to... I always need my maps. I've been mm -hmm. here. I'm, like, I know how to get to Claremont and, like, Winter Garden. Mm -hmm. That's about it. No, I get that. I was in Gainesville for an entire year. And I always use my maps. Like I would go to the same person's apartment, like probably like 20 times and I would still put their address. In. Yeah. I don't like, I was talking to my friend cause he was teasing me. Like I'm a senior at USF now. I have no idea where anything is on campus. <laughs> I, and I, I really don't like, he's like, dude, how have you been here for like this? Well, first like COVID took away like a year and a half, but right. still he was like, you still like were here for like your first basically two years. Like, how do you not know where anything is? I'm like, dude, like I know how to get to like my, like, three buildings and one of them is a library i don't know how to get to the student <laughs> center barely like i just don't know where to park if it's not in one specific garage like i just don't know how to get around and i feel bad saying that but i i just no. i don't know i definitely relate to you i'm just bad with directions yeah. i think claremont's like the only place i kind of know not even like the back of my hand there's a couple areas that are like still gray and unfinished on my map you know yeah. in my brain yeah it happens. it's undiscovered with question marks oh yeah listen if you have an iphone or any type of phone that can you know yeah you can just put it in your map and go could you imagine not having phones right now no that sounds so bad saying it but no yeah like a map <laughs> holding a map i could just see like our parents back in the day holding maps and like oh turn right right here it's yeah my my geez. mom is like a human gps like i don't i don't know how she does it we'll be in like a state we've never been in and she's like oh yeah turn right here my dad and i are like like <laughs> like what she's like yeah turn right here like i'm not even it's like the weirdest thing she's the opposite of me my my dad is like like he, we're the same he doesn't know where he's going <laughs> so hey that's the perfect counterpart though yeah. usf mm -hmm. would you suggest that university yeah i think usf's great i mean we're not the best at sports or that's not what we're known for like other schools like mm -hmm. you know like uf or fsu but academically i would really I like i it's amazing mm -hmm. i think we're like USF and UF are the only preeminent schools, whatever that means. I just know that was a big deal. I don't know what it means. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but they made like a huge deal about it, like in the state of Florida. Mm. Um, I don't know what that means, but it's important. But for <laughs> academics, I would definitely say like, yes, especially for uh, like science, because okay. I'm a biomedical major. Cool, so, bro. Yeah. So like for the science uh, or public health or nursing too, like yeah. I would definitely say that USF is a very good option. Biomedical what's the uh what's the job description with that like career path wise so i will for like i think most people that are biomedical science majors uh -huh. either they either want to do research of some like some sort um whatever that entails i guess you could do research on anything right. or medical school true so did you were you doing biomedical before all this went down quarantine of course yeah yeah so you're probably like yes it's my time yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah so when it came to like a few things i understood a little bit more probably than the average person mm -hmm. just about like 
I mean, I still don't know that much, but like when it comes to like the COVID vaccine, how it's an mRNA shot, like there's a few things I understand a little bit more, but um, I'm still like figuring it all out. You know, that's a difficult degree for sure. Uh, with nursing, I'm excited to pursue pursue my school, and uh, that way I can have some sort of like credibility. Like if I'm talking about anything health science related, at mm-hmm. least I have uh, credibility when talking on the podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Just with people, you know. So for sure, biomedical. That's dope, dude. Yeah, it's it's it gets annoying sometimes. Trust me. Yeah, I I it gets it can get really overwhelming, and I'm I struggle with like scheduling stuff out sometimes, mm-hmm. or like I don't want to say priorities, but like I'll always tell myself like, oh, it's okay, I'll figure it out, you know. And then I mm-hmm. get myself in a pickle. But um, the majors, it's interesting. Like I like learning yeah. about things I already don't know, like I don't know about, obviously. And then like you said, I, it's good to be informed. So like, mm-hmm. if I have conversations with people. And we're talking about something health related. Um, it feels good to be able to be like understanding what's happening or like to explain something to someone they might not know. It feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me feel smart. I feel like, yeah. And it, and also it's a good way to learn too is explaining to like a lay terms person things about your major or something. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to remember something for an exam, of course I'll study and do study groups and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I'll just call my girlfriend and I'll say, hey, did you know that this is that? And when you do this, you know, atomically this happens and it's yeah and then it rings with me because i taught somebody else oh yeah teaching someone else is like the best way to study i oh, think yeah. it's like really cements the info in your brain so mm-hmm. like yeah i i should probably do that more because <laughs> my, the way i study is like very bad i just kind of pull up the powerpoint and like take notes until my hand falls off yeah with science there's days where i'm clicking and things are sitting well with me i'm understanding the broader uh topic and i'm also understanding like the intricate details mm-hmm and then there's some days with science where I read the same sentence twice. Oh, yeah. I'm like, fuck, what is this saying? No, I feel, I feel f- like that way yeah. like, all the time. Like uh, two days ago, I was studying biochemistry because that's, mm-hmm. that's one of my classes. And I was like, really read the PowerPoint and it just wasn't clicking. I was starting to get stressed out. I was like, damn, like I like I was like looking. I was like, when is this test again? Like, let me make sure that I'm OK. Like, but, yeah. you know, I feel that like you everyone has their days. But I also feel like it's important to like step back sometimes and like mm-hmm. give yourself a little bit of space to like digest info and not like kill yourself over it. Yeah. LeBron James, he somebody asked him a question once in one of the press conferences how he stays sane with like all the work ethic he puts into basketball and he's like when I'm not at the gym, he's like I don't think about basketball. Mm-hmm. He's like I'm doing anything and everything else. He's like I'm with my family, I'm with my kids. I'm not thinking about the games I have in 2 days. I'm not thinking about next year yeah. or my teammates. He's like yeah. you got to have you got to turn it off. Oh, that yeah. way, when you turn it on, it's fresh and your work ethic is at an all time high again. Yeah, because I feel like if you overthink something like a certain like for him with basketball, like I don't want to say you'll stop loving it, but like mm-hmm. it becomes more like you want it to be like something you love rather than like something like you wake up every day. You're like, I have to do this because yeah. like, when you think of it that way, you'll start not liking it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that's how I am about music, because when I first started, I would get super, super, super stressed out. Like, if I didn't write, like, try writing a song in a day, I'd be like, bro, like, I suck. What am I doing? Or, like, mm. if I went to the studio and I was, like, having a bad session, which isn't even, like, there's no such thing as a bad session, to be honest. Like, if you, like, if you go in and you do a song, you don't like it, like, you learn something. You learn you don't like the song, yes. you know? But, like, I was, like, really stressing out. And then, you know, I talked to, like, my friends or Valentina about it, and she'd be like, listen, like, if this is something you love, like, do it because you love it. Like, don't think of it as a job because she mm-hmm. was like, you're going to start, like, not not like liking it or getting stressed out. And then Mm -hmm. 
my studio sessions will only get worse because I'll go in there and like I'll get in my head like I'll I'll do something and I'll be like oh like I'm I'm messing up or I'm apologizing to my engineer all the time like dude I'm so sorry I'm so sorry mm-hmm. but yeah so you just have to like yeah you know a good uh philosophy I've kind of installed recently uh especially with this podcast and just everything else I have going on right now um I just focus on performing mm-hmm. so you know I have my to-do list I have things written down that I got to do uh, I wake up and I'm excited to perform, whether it's at my nine to five, whether it's a podcast with you, whether it's making talking points, editing clips, working out, mm-hmm. like I'm excited to perform. Yeah. That optimism is kind of like, it's eccentric. Like it wakes me up and I almost feel like a, a higher, higher me Yeah. Um, when I'm excited to perform. So yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just gotta like, at the end of the day, like you just gotta do it. Right. Like, you know, like you could do all these little mm-hmm. steps in between, but like you just got to get down yeah. to it. And, just do and it. when I, when I think of it like that and I don't perform how as well as I want to, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the best performance I had today. Yeah. It's like I'll wake up tomorrow wanting to perform Yeah, and I'll click in, you know, uh, you play basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you at Montverde, was there any, like, could you, did you play basketball at Montverde at all? I know they had so, like first team, second team, yeah. things like that. So they had like, there's like varsity and then there's like, uh, I'd probably say right underneath varsity, there's like the postgrad team. Cause that's like, obviously postgraduates you could be a, you could not be a postgrad and be on the postgrad team mm. but like that's that's mainly for postgrads and people who are like, trying to make it still yeah do. They, they did like an extra year okay. trying to get into like a d1 program if they can or the best program they can get into yeah and then there's like the other prep teams and there's like uh like two varsity prep teams and then there's like the younger the younger kids so my like when i first got to Marvard in sixth grade i played like on the little like you know middle school team whatever mm-hmm. and then uh, in seventh grade, I was in JV with, you know, some of my, some people I think you know, you know uh, Zach Shin and and uh, R J Rogers and R J Rogers, yeah. yeah. So that's how we became really good friends, and we were super young. Like they were like in, they were in eighth grade. I was in seventh grade, and then um, I also did track, so I was kind of focusing on track too. Mm-hmm. And then I always played in, in between because basketball actually is probably my biggest passion, even more than music. Yes, like I agree. I love I love basketball. Like as a player, like you know, like I, I'm small. I was, de- I think I'm like, I, I was decent, like, you know, like, but playing at Montverde also is playing at Montverde. Like if I'd gone anywhere else, I think. I'd yeah. Let me, let me preface this real quick. Montverde Academy is probably, if not the best high school, probably the second or third best high yeah. school in the United States of America, maybe the world, probably the world. For, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when he says there's all these farm teams and stuff and secondary teams, yo, it's like the number one high school in the world that yeah. he the school he went to for basketball. So like, yeah. So like, you know, like it, most other places, like, you know, you walk in Montverde, you're walking to practice, you know, like mm-hmm. talking and then you're like, you know, you start scrimmaging. Like I'll never forget my first practice of senior year, you know, you go in and the teams aren't set yet. So like basically you're just playing They have you play all these games and all the coaches are looking so they could place you based on your mm-hmm. skill level. And, um, there's a NBA player. His name's uh biz Mac Biombo. Oh, so his little brother, his little brother, Bakeem, um, you know, like he was new there, was playing in these scrimmages and like, I was like, you know, I drove through the lane, had a little floater. I didn't even get blocked. Like he like grabbed my shot just out of the air. And I was like, damn, like, I was like, what, what else can I do? You know, yeah. like, that's, you know, Marvard's like the, one of the only places probably in the world where you can like go to class and you pass like 10 people that are like six, eight or taller, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's like, you know, like I try to make the most of it, but like I said, like any other place that had like regular sized kids mm-hmm. and not like these ginormous, 
you know, like the average height of Marvin is like six four. I'm I'm convinced. It's <laughs> so like I was like small. So is it is it weird having the diversity of like kids who are really grinding for academia and then the kids that are know they're gonna go to the NBA or so yeah, it's a little it's definitely like there's definitely a divide there kind of. Um I feel like as time went on, Montverde, like when I first got there, our sports were good, but like we weren't like at the level we are now. Like mm -hmm. when I left my senior year, we were like a Nike elite school. Um, you know, like all of our all of our sports, basically, we all like each sport was sponsored by some major brand. So for like us, like the basketball team, uh, all the basketball teams, like our first week, two weeks, we'd get like Nike backpacks full with like filled with gear. That's dope. Yeah. And like we went to school from eight to 12 instead of from eight to three. So, mm -hmm. so from 12 to three every day, we would go down to the gym, um, for basketball practice every day from 12 to three yeah. and the soccer, soccer players had that too. Mm -hmm. So there was kind of like a divide just cause like all the athletes would kind of just hang out with each other. You know what I mean? Right. And then all Herpes. the kids that were, you know, not, not, maybe not, uh, especially not in like one of the academies, uh, cause there's after school sports too. Like track was an after school sport, mm -hmm. but like there was definitely like, you know, a little bit of a divide there but people were still cool it's not like people aren't cool but like you could see like you know yeah you you get clicks especially when you're spending three hours a day and oh yeah and like they give us like you know the soccer team had their their own customized like soccer jackets from adidas and then the basketball team we had like our, our nike hoodies that said like mm -hmm. Marvard basketball so like you could definitely tell like you know like yeah there was a little bit of a with uh did did RJ Barrett go there while you were there? Yeah, yeah RJ went there. Yeah? yeah, did you have a relationship with RJ at all? Yeah, RJ's cool. So all like all my roommates and I, uh, RJ is probably the most like down to earth, um, like star athlete you could probably ever ask for. Like that's cool. I met him. He was in my English class sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Kid was cool. I I like never. I knew he played basketball, but I didn't know he was like RJ. He was gonna be. Yeah, I didn't know. Like he yeah. was still ranked high, but I just didn't know he was like super young. Just came from like Toronto. And, um, but like RJ was like a boy, like he's super, super cool. Um, I actually like Snapchat him like two days ago cause I was with this kid and he was like from New York. He was like, bro, like I'm a huge Knicks fan or whatever. And I was like, Oh, like I was like, you know, like RJ Barrett's like one of my friends. And he was like, bro, like, please, like, can you just, I hate doing this, but he's like, can you just send him a Snapchat? But RJ's cool. Like I don't do this often. So I was like, Oh, I was like, yeah. So I sent him a Snapchat of us and I was like, yo, like this kid's a big Knicks fan. You know, he says, like, you know, have a great season. Like, thanks, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, texting me back. He was like, oh, tell him I said what's up. Like, love and miss you, bro. Hey, what a good guy. Yeah, he's a yeah. really, he was like, you know, like, he walked everywhere on campus. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter who you were. Like, he would just talk to you. That's cool. He was really cool. He seems guy. like that guy. Uh, He played at Duke with Zion. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. Dude, that that Duke season was, every Duke season's almost memorable. But RJ and Zion playing together is kind of insane. Yeah. So but. the funny thing is, like, we kind of knew where he was going before he told everyone else, especially mm -hmm. with like Zion and, and uh, Cameron Reddish, because we were in art class and like RJ was like sitting next to me. He was like, bro, like, do you want to know? And I was like, like, where are you going? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, like, where are you going? Like, I, I kind of figured it was going to be Duke, but I didn't know. And he like, so like brings up his phone and he shows like a group chat and it's like him zion cam reddish and trey jones no yeah way. and they were all like they're all like talking about getting ready to uh go to duke and he was like i'm going to duke so i knew like like a few weeks probably like two weeks before and then like it's just crazy like we were sitting in art class one day and like he he like taps my shoulder taps my roommate's shoulder and he's like bro look who just followed me on instagram champagne poppy 
to start no way. Two, two minutes ago i was like are you kidding me and i was like damn that's crazy dude yeah and the knicks right now i mean he had a wonderful season yeah rj yeah that's dope bro i have an rj story and i had no idea who he was mm -hmm. um i was working at chick-fil-a i was 16 years old maybe 17 mm. um and i was doing cashier which i never do but like you know i could tell there's basketball kids and they were wearing montford and they were like six seven six eight so i was like okay this is the real deal yeah like if you're six nine and look that athletic and you're not playing on at least the top yeah. varsity team i guess montford's kind of crazy but yeah uh i was like i was Ar i was serving rj i was like oh i didn't know his name i was like oh you you play and mm -hmm. he's like yeah he's like i'm at montford and i was like oh dope i was like i play at south lake and he's like cool bro he's like and I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I served RJ Barrett and I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. And but like, like, yeah. hey, I play basketball, too. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's a down to earth. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a great guy. Like I always like, you know, there's there's been plenty of people like RJ, uh, Ben Simmons, mm -hmm. D'Angelo Russell. Um, those, those are the like, big three. For those sure. are the big three. Um, ben Simmons, like best friend. He lives with in Philadelphia is like a super good friend of mine. Uh, ben was a little bit more quiet, but not like not a bad person. Just like right. very quiet guy. He still is that guy. Yeah, he still is that guy. D'Angelo Russell, probably one of the funniest people. Yeah. Yeah, he was like kind of like he was super down to earth too. Like he was just a like he would always get in trouble. He was like joking around all the time. Like mm -hmm. super cool guy. And then Monver just had seven people get drafted this year. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, two of the top like fifteen were like Monver. Yeah. Like. So Cade Cunningham that went number Cunningham. one. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Barnes. Moses, Mo Moses, Moses Moody. Uh, yeah, there was like a bunch. So like, uh, who's your? Who are you going for in the NBA? What team? Sixers, big Sixers, fan. big Sixers, Philly. Yeah, okay. everything Philly. You like Embiid? Oh, I love Joel. Joel went to Marbury for a year. Shocking. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. he did. I I didn't know him, but I walked past him when I had just moved down, uh -huh. and he was like completely different than he is now. He was like so skinny, like he was like six mm. eleven, probably like a hundred and like sixty pounds, yeah. and now he's like this ginormous like. When you're six foot eleven at high school age, you're definitely not gonna be filled out yet. But oh yeah, no, for yeah. Sure. But yeah, yeah, I'm a big Sixers fan. They disappointed me this year though, but yeah, happens. It happens. It happens. I'm a trust me. I'm a Orlando Magic fan, so I'm not gonna say anything about anyone. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys have some good like prospects. Good prospects. You guys have uh, you guys drafted Jalen Suggs, right? Yeah. Yeah, you guys have some. Yeah, Jalen Suggs is dope. We just don't develop anybody. I don't know if. The new, I can't remember the new coach's name, but we have all these great players and, mm -hmm. you know, pick round one, pick one people from years ago and mm -hmm. they're just not developed. And then we trade them away and then they have a playoff season with another team. It's Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, we'll not surprised. I know you guys traded uh, Aaron Gordon to Denver. Yeah. And Vucevic to so Chicago. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys. And then Fournier. You're like, hey. Evan, oh, Evan Fournier. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you guys will. Listen, there's teams that are like in worse positions. Like yeah. you could be like a, I don't want to like throw shots at anyone, but like a Kings fan or something. Yeah, you know? Sacramento. Yeah, like Sacramento Kings or like a, I don't know, like a Pelicans. I mean, Pelicans of Zion. Zion. Like they, that's they, a promise. That's a promise. But I mean, they they need to like figure it all out before. Yeah. You know, you got to latch on to Zion before he before he dips. teams up before he has a group chat with R.J. Barrett. I know <laughs> to, go to, to go to the Knicks. I don't know. You know, like oh yeah. Like, I mean, New Orleans is nice, but I mean, I can only imagine like. He could go anywhere he wanted. Yeah. If he was a free agent, they threw mm. money at him when it, when that time comes. Max so. contract, second year in probably. Yeah. Um. Damn, I wanted to say something about. I can't remember. It slipped my mind. <laughs> no worries. It was the oh random random fact. You ready? Mm -hmm. Louisiana has the most pro athletes per per square foot. 
Really? Yeah, come out of Louisiana. Dang. Weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have never. Yeah. I looked it up because uh, in one of my podcasts, I had uh, this guy named uh, Mina Yakub on. Uh, he plays basketball for a D2 school. He's trying to play overseas. Mm-hmm. Great friend. I, I knew him back in uh, high school. Um, he was saying how Florida, we thought Florida had the most pro athletes. Yeah, like, normally that's what people think. Yeah. Right? But we have a lot of professional athletes, but we're bigger than Louisiana. And they yeah. just have more per square footage. It's like a weird yeah. way they went about it. Yeah. Louisiana probably was like, let's take this one. Let's figure out how um, we can get this. Louisiana probably like needs it. They yeah. need some type of like... Did they get hit by a hurricane recently? They did, I think, again, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Because I remember we were like, it was supposed to, people were worried about us, right? Mm-hmm. I think. And then like the day came, I like looked outside and, <laughs> and like it wasn't so Slightly bad. raining. Yeah. Irma, was that the one like Whoa. three years ago? Yeah. That was like. That, she went hard, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, like I said, I'm from Philadelphia. Like we, my family, we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> so like we were like that night, it was like the winds were blowing. My dad was like, what, like what the actual hell is this? Yeah. Was, that was kind of bad. But. I uh during Hurricane Irma, I like put on sweatpants and a jacket and stuff. And when it was like the worst night, I <laughs> I'm stupid. Don't do what I do. But I snuck outside. Like my parents were sitting in their room, you know, no power or anything. Uh, I went outside and like I was leaning forward, like oh my God. at a 45 degree angle, and the wind was keeping me up, dude. And I really? was just like walking around, seeing like <laughs> lights flicker and like trees sideways. And, yeah, it was like bad. I was like, yeah, I was kind of scared, but you know, like. I just remember I had no power for like a day, and then you lucky ma. And I then like, weeks, really weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know some people got hit bad, and then uh, we didn't have school, or like they made school optional. Like mm-hmm. it was like, oh, if you can come to school, then come. But like for a week and a half, it was like they were like, don't force it if you yeah. can't. You know, so. if you leave it optional, nobody's gonna go. Yeah, because I remember like when I first moved down here, they're like, oh, we have hurricane days sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like it took like nine years, but then I was like thinking about it. I was like, I wish I should never root for a hurricane day because that's kind of bad, right? You know, like people lose some people lose their homes. Yeah, if it's so bad like, enough. Yeah, uh, snow days though. You know those? Oh, I do. Those aren't harmless. You know, I mean, those are harmless for yeah. the most part. Like snow days were fun as a mm-hmm. kid. My dad says they suck because like as a parent you have to like shovel like Oof. the driveway. But that wasn't me. I was like eight, so I was having a blast. Yeah, so. <laughs> get to stay home, play video games. Of course. You What's know? your hobbies, bro? My hobbies. Who's Who's T J Williams? Uh, TJ Williams is probably someone just, I mean, my biggest hobby is playing basketball. If you go to USF, you can catch me probably playing basketball. Like, so rec centers and like gyms and stuff? Yeah, there's a gym probably like four hours a day. Like nice. normally, like when I really get into it. Um, is there multiple courts and stuff? Is it high level? Uh, yeah. So there's, uh, there's two courts on opposite sides of the gym or like two, like there's like two courts on each side or if that makes sense, gotcha. I guess. But like, uh, one side is like. A more competitive side and at 5 or 5 p.m the games are actually pretty like competitive like sometimes right. actual players will come in and play nice. so those games are competitive um so i i love going to play basketball uh if i'm not playing basketball honestly like as a person i probably just say like i just like to like be around people like yeah. i'm a very i like alone time but like i'm just a very like people person yeah you know like i like to cook my my roommate when my roommates and I, like, we we started, like, making dinner every night, trying mm-hmm. to be healthy, but want to become, like, good cooks. Uh, I'm really into fashion. Like, yeah. Like, really, really into fashion and sneakers. I'm so. glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, I'm super glad you brought that up, dude. Yeah. Your Instagram feed, every time I see an Instagram post from TJ Willie, <laughs> I'm like, damn, this is so drippy. I've Thank been you. trying to get into fashion more. I've always wanted to, but 
just like, you know, Gymshark shorts and then a shirt. I've just got stuck into that. But now that I go out to like a coffee shop or even go out shopping or on a day, I'm like, I want to have like a trench coat. I want to yeah. have, you know, uh, earth-based colors and then some, whatever it be. I'm like, yeah. I want, I want to get more into fashion. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know a secret, like I, I, I like, I like, I have a lot of like clothes and stuff, but like, honestly, I don't wear them as much as or dress like that as much as people probably think I do. Mm. I'm cause like, I'm not going to like my roommate is always like, Oh dude, like you have all these clothes in your closet. Like why don't you ever step out like that to class? I'm like, dude, like I'm going to class. Like I'm wearing like, like gym shark sweatpants and like, mm. a, like a big t-shirt or something. Yeah. I was like, or even when we go out like to the mall or something, I'm still not like, not every time, not as often as people think I, I probably would. Yeah. But shoes, more than clothes are like my thing. I love sneakers. Yeah, you have like a whole wall or something. Yeah. So in, picture. Yeah. So in my my uh, our new house that we just moved into, in my closet, we have like a I have like a shelf that was like custom made that's just for like my sneaker collection. Uh, I probably have like sixty. Jeez, sixty. 60. 60 pairs probably. Oh, and like over the years, because I've gotten rid, I've sold stuff. I regret selling, but, um, <laughs> I probably had like a hundred, I probably say like 140 in total. Wow. Probably. How, I mean, how often do you uh, look for shoes and buy new shoes? Um, it depends. I'd probably say I go through like phases. So like okay. I'll go through a phase where like, I won't buy anything for like mm-hmm. two, three months. And then like, I just have like either money I saved up or like, if it's like a holiday, like Christmas or my birthday, like I don't spend that money right away. I keep it. And yeah. then over time, sometimes my dad, if I go like, if I'm home and I go to Tampa, my dad would be like, oh, like, here's some cash. Like, nice for, uh, this sounds so bad. It's for safety purposes. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, keep it in, he's like, keep it in your room, you know, if you ever need anything. And like, I like let it sit there for like a week. And then I look at it and I'm like, let me use this for like sneakers, please. Yeah. So like, yeah. And there's like a little, uh, you know, like what's it called? Flight club. Yeah. So there's like a flight club type store right across the street from our apartment. Gotcha. So um there's frequent trips there for mm. the most part they got new stuff in all the time yeah they get stuff they in do. like they get like early pairs too mm. so i probably say like i get s- new shoes every few months but when i do it i do like three pairs or four pairs gotcha. are these shoes like uh because i know nowadays shoes are appreciating assets like mm-hmm. do you sell them for more than what you get them for sometimes um so or honestly you wear the wear the hell out of them and then yeah so i'm i'm a little weird um, I'm not a huge seller. Like I have sold sneakers, but never on like a StockX or goat. It was more mm-hmm. of just like, I had teammates that were like, yo, let me get those. Right. And like, I was okay. like, all right, like give me this much. I'll just bring them for pra- at practice the next day. Um, I do have some sneakers where I think maybe that I'll sell them one day mm-hmm. and then they sit there and I never wear them. And then I feel like I'm just wasting money. So I'll just wear them. Yeah. You know, like, so, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not really into sneakers for like the the selling aspect of it. Uh, I just, just kind of yeah. I just like the fashion. Like yeah. if I see a pair I like, like I'll go ahead scoop them up if I can. They might not be worn right away, but they'll be worn eventually. When you see when you see another dude or a girl and they have like a certain sneaker on that's kind of like fi and kind of like low key. Like if you're a sneakerhead, you know, you know mm-hmm. type stuff. And you have some on too. Is it kind of like a click thing? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, we know we vibe. Yeah. Like I always like I, I, I try to do this as much as I can. Uh, I always try to compliment people like on anything. So that's like, nice, bro. Yeah. So like if I see like I like I'll literally just go up to someone and be like, yo, like I like your shirt or 
I like your hair or like I like your necklace or whatever. Yeah. Like I always just try to let people know because, you know, like I I just feel like you never know. Like it feels good. Like, you know, like if someone yeah. does that to me, like you don't know if I'm having a bad day. So if someone comes up to me like, yo, I like your sneakers or I like your pants, you know, mm-hmm. I'm having a, a shitty day. Someone tells me that like makes me feel like good you know even if it's for a moment better yeah so like i always try to let people know like that goes a really long way i used to do that when i was younger and it just slipped my mind mm-hmm. that's amazing bro yeah. seriously complimenting people like i remember like if i get complimented like uh some grandmas be like you're so handsome look at yeah. you and tall and strong yeah and then i remember i'll like lay in bed and i'll be like yeah exactly I you know them, bro yeah exactly Thank you. shout out to all the grandmas in the world you know? yeah like they, we need them we do we do but yeah complimenting people is like it's uh it goes a long way you know yeah. like i said you never know like i'm i'm super into like uh like mental health kind of cool. like you know what i mean just because yeah. i don't know i just like a very like i try to be a, a big people person yeah and like i said you never know what anyone's going through ever so i felt positive even when i briefly met you at the gym and I could tell you had optimism kind of like it, it, it glows when mm-hmm. somebody's optimistic. It's the body language, it's the facial expressions, mm-hmm. it's the tone of their voice and it's not forced. It's just like an optimistic person. Yeah. Like, you know? like if you like the way I think I want to live my life is like, I want you to be able to say like, um, you spend time with me anyway. And like, you had a good time. Like, cool. you know what I mean? Like you laughed, like, you know, I just like, I, I love just being silly, like mm-hmm. just having fun. Like I, it's also a bad thing sometimes because I'm very bad at like confrontation sometimes. Yeah. Like I just don't like arguments or like stuff like that. But, you know, like I just want to like someone to be able to say like, you know, like uh, I had a good time. Like the best compliment I ever received wasn't even to me. Um, I was with my friend and we were going to this. We were at this whole parade and I just met this group of people that they brought. And uh, my friend came up to me. He was like, bro, like that kid was talking about you. He was like, like, damn, like that TJ kid knows how to talk to everyone. Like. You know, and I was like, you yeah. know, it made me feel good. I was like, oh, like, you know. See, that's a compliment. It made you feel good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He didn't tell me, but he was talking about it. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, like, that made me feel good about myself. Yeah. If I notice, I, I definitely try to compliment uh, whenever I see something that I do actually like, I always try to let somebody know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like if you were being, you know, talking to everybody and having a good time, like, yeah, TJ, you're a great people person, bro. You're killing that. Yeah. That'll resonate with you for a couple of days at least. Mm-hmm. And negative comments, those resonate too. Unless... Yeah. For me, negative comments used to affect me, but now I'm kind of just like, I'm so comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get what you're saying. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why you had to say that, you know? Yeah, I'm bad at that. Um, Like, probably, again, one of my biggest downfalls is, like, as much as being a people person as I try to be, I really take it hard if someone mm-hmm. doesn't like me. That was yeah. all. That's an issue that I always had since I was a kid, and I still have, like... If someone doesn't like me, I'll mm-hmm. beat myself over, like, beat myself up over, like, why? Like, what did I do, uh-huh. like, for them not to like me? And then, like, I feel like I have to, like, prove myself that, like, whatever they didn't like, like, it's not yeah. like that, you know? But you can't win every battle. Like, It's hard to understand disliking someone because, I mean, there's people I know that I don't mesh well with, but mm-hmm. I don't dislike anybody. And there, actually, I don't even, I can't even name a single person I don't mesh well with. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, acquaintances I have mm-hmm. that are friends. And then I have my really close friends, people who understand me. I understand mm-hmm. them. But I don't have any dislike or hatred towards anyone. Yeah, You have to, like, yeah. really do something to me for me, like, not to like yeah. you. And, like, even then, I'm pretty forgiving. Like, you have to, like, really do something for me not mm-hmm. to like you, you know? So, like, people like you, when somebody dislikes you, it's just hard to understand. It's like, you dislike me. Like, yeah. 
what I had to have done a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, did I say something or did I, was it something like, I, I don't know, like something I, I like I did that I didn't notice that I did. Like, right. You know, like, and then I started thinking about it too much. And then I started asking questions I'm like, hey, like, did they say why they didn't like me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, uh, yeah. And I started getting all flustered, but you yeah. can't be that way about everything, you know? Gotcha. Um, so I'm trying to do this thing where I do segments on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a segment I made in the coffee shop this morning. I was like, let me do something fun with TJ. Right. Um, this is called this or that on the wet slap. Okay. Okay. This or that. So I'm going to say this or that. Um, and basically you choose which one. Okay. Okay. Bet. Uh, boxers or briefs? Briefs. Briefs. Yeah. Okay. Button down. Mm-hmm. or button up button down button down okay yeah okay you're two for two i agree with you right. facetime or text mm-hmm. De- no context you uh, gotta choose one facetime okay uh windows or mac mac okay comedy or horror horror gotcha yeah uh i like i like horror films but i have to be in a certain mood you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah uh, and I, I, dude, there's been no good comedies recently. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I haven't really seen a good comedy. Yeah. There's the old ones like, you know, Talladega Nights, the mm-hmm. other guys, all those movies. There hasn't been a single movie like that since. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Will Ferrell and like Adam Sandler to me, like, or like mm-hmm. if I really want to watch comedy comedy sometimes too, like Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler has a lot of feel good movies too. Oh yeah. Sometimes sure. I'll just watch an Adam Sandler movie with my mom just to like, Feels, yeah. Yeah, because he's Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, great guy. Super approachable. Yeah. Uh, online shopping or in-store? Online. Why? I actually want to know why I'm the I... Because you're still into fashion. Yes. Yeah, so my mom gets so annoyed with me because I actually hate in, in-person shopping. Mm. The reason I say online is because normally online shopping just has all of like their, um, what's it called? Like the everything collection. in stock, all their collection, right? Yeah. Like I feel like in-person, like... You can go to a certain store and like they just don't have it there. I get so, it. and I'm pretty good with like f- making sure the size is right. Like I mm-hmm. never really have ever had to return anything. So online shopping has been like it's just so convenient, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Um, oversized or form fitting? Oversized. Clothing. Oversized. Oversized. UF or FSU? Uh yeah, UF. Okay. Why? Just closer to Tampa? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like in my life, some way, somehow, I've associated more with UF than FSU. Okay. Yeah. But. You're not just saying that because I went there, right? No. Okay. I promise. Okay. But. Thank you. No, yeah. UF is yeah. like, you know, like, Gainesville's like, nice. Like, I like, yeah. there, you know, like, I don't know too much about the area, but I just feel like I associate more with UF mm-hmm. than FSU. So I, okay. I give I give edge that to I'll UF. take that. My buddy Kyle's probably crying right now. Huge FSU fan. Oh, well, go Bulls. <laughs> what one is it? Oh, uh, any of them. Any of them? This one's yours. Oh, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Yeah. Hey. No, even, though, <laughs> even though like we just got slapped by UF yesterday. Damn. Mm. Yeah. I I don't watch football. I try to watch college basketball, but I've just never gotten into football. Mm-hmm. Of course, going to a football game is a whole different. Oh, yeah. Seeing somebody get a real nice yeah. slam. I uh, went to Niceville. With Kyle Baker. What's up, dude? Sorry about that. Wipe your tears. <laughs> I went to Niceville with him, and we were actually watching like the top two teams, top two high school teams uh, play for uh, national. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, 
best football game I've ever seen. Really? I've never. Like, I was, the whole crowd was free. It's a military town, so mm-hmm. all the families are like, the dad's six foot three and the mom's five foot 11, and yeah. they're like picture perfect families. Yeah. And jaws are like, the jaw lines are insane. Yeah. Genetics there are crazy. I feel that. Toilet paper under the roll. So under it uh-huh. or over it? Uh, I'd probably say over. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd probably say over. Okay. I really had to think about that really. Yeah. Hard, you know? That's a very important. Yeah. Sometimes college kids just have the toilet paper just sitting down somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like not even on the roll. It's just like sitting in a basket or on the yeah. toilet. It's like neither. Just uh, somewhere where I can reach. Exactly. Um, This isn't on here, but. Oh, no, that's too easy. Oh, let me unlock this. Did you watch The Office ever? Okay. So a little bit, but not as much as like everyone else I feel like had. Okay. I understand that. I'm a I'm a late bloomer when it came to the office over quarantines when I watched. Okay. It, and I binged it because there's nothing better to do. Oh, you yeah. know, so many hours in a day. Yeah. Um, dude, it The Office is a great show. I, I probably need to pick it up, to be honest. Yeah. I'm looking for something right now too. Really? Because all my shows either ended or like are there's no new seasons. What's a big show you like? Uh my favorite show of all time, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Top like that's dope. Nothing will ever yeah. At least right now, ever like touch that. Like, I've never watched it. I know millions, thousands, actually probably only like 20 people. I don't yeah. know that many <laughs> people, but that love the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's up with the ending? You don't have to say it. But oh, don't even get me started. People were that. upset about it. They, were you upset? Yes. I was actually like, uh, I wanted to like fight like the, the person. The, this. Yes. Like every, yeah. every, everyone associated with it. Just go to Hollywood, wherever it's filmed. Literally. I was like, you know, like I, I would say this, like I said this to so many people. I said, if I won the lottery. I would pay all those actors like four million dollars per episode to just redo the whole thing. Like, what was so bad about it? They Spoiler, just, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler alert: If you're watching the Game of Thrones currently and you haven't seen the end, go ahead and fast forward a couple minutes. Yeah. So I won't spoil the ending, but I'll say this: cool. They. This is what makes me mad because I was like super into it. I knew like everything. Uh, HBO. I think, yeah, HBO, mm-hmm. uh, which was what Game of Thrones was with, told uh, the screenwriters that they had they could do two extra seasons. But the okay. screenwriters had just gotten the new Star Wars movies, or the new ones that are supposed to be coming out. So they declined two seasons, and they did one. And not only did they do one, they shortened it from like 10-episode seasons to like a six-episode season. So they tried to cram all this like all these things that we knew were going to happen or these events that they mm-hmm. foreshadowed the whole show into like six episodes when they could have had two seasons, like 20. And yeah. it, everything was just rushed. Everything that like you were waiting for just gets rushed at the end. And there like, wasn't suspense and not like, like that. Yeah. Like the first two episodes were like, all right. Um, the big, like, like if you watch Game of Thrones, this is the one spoiler I say. There's a, like the bad people in the show, right? Called the White Walkers. Okay. They, they foreshadow that like, the whole show like that is the first scene you you learn about them in the first scene of the show right and like basically you have the, the white walkers and the the people in game of thrones right they never have met all like all seven seasons they never meet wow and then you know you finally know like like the way that the uh the sixth season ended that they're finally going to meet they, they like finished that arc that was a like a seven season arc in like an hour and it made no sense Damn. it was like horrible so like i was like there's no way that like they they, mm-hmm. they rushed this that bad but 
they did so yeah you can't place uh parameters on art like that no yeah like what you said with like labels and stuff they're like oh don't release that you can't place parameters on art yeah that's why with the with this podcast and that's why like podcasts are so successful right now is because all like television and broadcasting services Mm -hmm. they place parameters on the people and what they can say what they can't say podcasts are at an all-time high because it's independent like this. Yeah. There's no parameters on what I can and can't do. There's no parameters what you can and can't do here. Yeah. Um, and just with, with TV shows, I love I love shows because mm-hmm. over movies because there's so much more character development and foreshadowing and suspense. Like yeah. I feel bad for movies because they're so stuck within this one and a half to three hour span to do, yeah, to so do character development, to do plot, to have a resolution, a climax. Of course. Um, the only, like, if it's a movie series, that's the only time they can do that. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Oh, geez. Oh, God. Um, The Notebook. I'm just kidding. I love romance. The Notebook. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> very, 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 very cheery. Yeah. You know? I don't have a favorite per se, but... Like the Harry Potter series was always very interesting to me, especially the mm-hmm. age I was at when I watched that. I was obsessed with like, like, am I a wizard? Am I yeah. gonna go down there one yeah. day and just walk through a wall? Exactly. Um, there's a lot that pop up on my mind. TV show wise, uh, people are gonna roast me. I liked Friends when I watched it. I've never gotten into Friends. Yeah, a lot of people are like, popular. dude, that shit's not even funny. Characters are stupid. I'm like, did you watch it? And they're always like, no. Yeah, can't but, judge it then. Yeah, it's just popular to hate certain shows, you know? Yeah. Uh, Friends, The 100. Did you watch The 100? No, I didn't. It was a more uh, medium popularity show. Okay. I watched The 100. I liked that a lot. Um, do you have a favorite movie specifically? Um, I have like two. They're like 1A, 1B. Okay. So, and they're complete opposites. So... My favorite, my 1A is probably Interstellar. Oh, that's so good. So like, can I change my answer? Yeah. I'm just going to agree with you. Interstellar. Interstellar yeah. yeah. So especially like the scene. So funny thing, I watched Interstellar like in school for the first time in my philosophy Ooh. class. And you know that like the scene where like he's going through like the mess, like the messages. The end is getting a message from his da- yes, daughter, like, right? No, like, son- like, yeah, like from his son, his daughter. And like yeah. he sees like they're all aging yeah. and like he's the same age. And like he starts crying, I was like bawling my eyes out in class. Chills. That was very very sad. So I love Interstellar and then La La Land actually. La La Land. I don't. Know, what's the female actor's name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. So I didn't wow. know if I'd like it because it's a musical, but I really 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 liked uh, yeah. La La Land. Dude, your answers are really good. Oh, Those are two really good movies. Yeah, fire. Like I was like, yeah. I love that, and I want. I'm really emotional. I can just say that. Like, oh, I love that. So, like, when I watch movies, like, a lot of times, like, something will not even be that sad, but, like, I'll start getting, like, all, like, choked up. I'm like, so La La Land and Interstellar, I can say, like, I bawled my eyes out during both. Yeah. Great movies, though. There's a scene on Interstellar that I have dreams about sometimes where they're on that planet where time passes by. Oh, yeah, know, with the waves. Every six years with the wave. Yeah. The huge wave. Yeah. For some reason, I have dreams where I'm on that planet and, like, really? you know, three foot deep water and I'm like walking around on it and yeah. like wondering where I'm at. It's yeah. a weird dream I have. No, that's it. But that planet was like a really, as weird as it was, like a really angelic looking like planet, you know, like mm-hmm. with the, like the water wasn't that deep until that huge ass wave came. But yeah. like, yeah. Dude, that, that is a great answer. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, you a big fan? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I won't sit here and say like, I've watched a bunch of his stuff, but like things I've watched is amazing. His um, voice, his voice is just a very particular and 
very like uh, different. Yeah. That yeah. rasp. Yeah, that, that little slide. little southern. Yeah. yeah. I like I like I like Matthew McConaughey. And then as far as like other shows, I'm really into cartoons. What? Anime cartoons or what? So not necessarily. So like, how do I say this? Uh, okay. So like Rick and Morty. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite shows. Nope. Um, I normally go to bed watching like Adult Swim, but like normally mm-hmm. I fall asleep watching like American Dad or Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And then one little, it's not even embarrassing. I can say it with my chest. I growing up, I was like the biggest, the biggest Pokemon fan. Okay. Of cool. all time. Like yeah. I was like, my mom would like get annoyed with me. She's like, listen, like you need to calm down. <laughs> but I loved it. And then for some reason, like, well, not for some reason. I grew up, so I, like, stopped. Like, you know, I would play the games all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in high school, like, eighth grade to, like, you know, college, basically, I never thought about Pokemon like that. It was I was like, oh, it's a big part of my life, you know, as a kid. And then, like, during quarantine, for some whatever reason, I was like, you know, like, let me just, like, watch, like, the old, like, cartoon, like, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up again. I found my Nintendo DS, replayed nice. every single game, and then, like, I just got hooked on it again. Yeah. So, Get a Nintendo Switch. I do. But you do? Yeah, I, I, I got a Nintendo Sword Switch. and Shield? Just for short, uh, Sword and Shield, yeah. yeah. So Cool. I never got into Pokemon. I just, I never was introduced to it as a kid. I never watched the show. I just, yeah. but I know it's a huge title. I think it's the biggest like yeah. title in the world. I didn't realize sure. that. I was shocked when I found out like it's worth more yeah. than like, Star Wars and all those mm-hmm. other things. I was really surprised. Hello Kitty's up there too, surprisingly as well. Yeah, what is that? Korean stuff? Hello think, Kitty's more Korean? I think, uh, I think it's like Korean. Or Japan. Or Japanese. Some sort of Asian culture. Yeah. Yeah, Hello Kitty's huge. My sisters were into Hello Kitty like backpacks and yeah, I, I feel like that was a thing like back then. Yeah, yeah, our toy, dude. I feel like these new kids have the dopest toys, bro. Like, yeah, I just remember I used to always want like the cars that you could drive around, mm-hmm. but they my parents would never buy them for me. But now there's like a huge selection, and they're only like eighty bucks to one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, scooters like glow in the dark scooters. I'm like, dude, I had like a busted razor scooter and are those like those razor scooters when they yeah. were like the back would kick out and smack you in the ankle oh, and you'd like fuck. start like you thought you were dying worst feeling yeah worst oh feeling. my god i have this story where i was riding my bike as a young kid and you know the parking stops yeah the cement parking stops yeah i like went to wheelie over it and my front wheel snagged on it oh. and i hit i remember i hit the handlebars really hard and i got the wind knocked out of me for the first time mm-hmm. and you know nobody explains what getting the wind knocked out of you is like yeah and i remember i couldn't breathe and i laid down i looked at the sky and you, you know you can't talk i was like this is it yeah i was like i'm like 9 years old and i'm already fucking dead yeah i mean listen as a kid when you're experiencing something for the first time especially if it has to do with like pain mm-hmm. you think like that's it like i i've gotten the wind knocked out of me a few times but the first time was in a soccer game Ooh. Like I was playing soccer and this kid was like really good for whatever reason when we were like seven <laughs> and like he kicked the ball super hard and hit me right in the stomach. And I remember like I fell and I couldn't breathe and I was like, I, same thing. I was like mm-hmm. looking at the grass. I was like, wow, like my parents yeah. are going to watch their son die on the soccer field like right here, right now. It's an interesting, it's an interesting realization I came to at that moment. I remember I was so at ease with it, but I was just like, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this is it. I had no idea. Yeah. And then your breath comes back after like 25, 30 seconds. You're like, yeah, exactly. Okay, it's like cool. new life all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, kids, we, I feel like kids like over exaggerate a lot, you know, like yeah. everything. Like, like how I said, my mom used to hate like my, my Pokemon obsession. Mm-hmm. She would like, I was probably like, she probably was doing it for my safety. Like I was like, when I say addicted, like I cannot explain it. Like she would have to take my DS away from me. Mm-hmm. And like, I would, I found out where she hid it. So like every night at like 3am I'd like sneak out 
I'd find it and then find <laughs> me with it. She'd, it'd be over for me. Now you're still doing it, but it's your roommate scrabbing it now. Like your yeah. Nintendo Switch. Dude, we're going out. They hide your Nintendo Switch oh, and I'll you take find my, it. I'll take my Nintendo Switch with me. You're in the bathroom at like a bar yeah, playing yeah. your Nintendo. I literally will be in the car. I will play it until I have to get off of it. <laughs> like I'll be in the car and they're like, oh, it's time to go. I'm like, yeah. where you sit is a sit down restaurant, you know, <laughs> play it a little bit underneath the table. Yeah. That was me. I had, I think every every kid goes through that addiction with video games and it, the video mm-hmm. game's different for everybody, but uh, like uh, Call of Duty, um, Modern Warfare 3 and Minecraft, I used to like sit Minecraft. in my room. Dude, Minecraft, I binged Minecraft. Minecraft is very bad for you though because Minecraft, I used to sit there and like get on my computer at like two mm-hmm. and then it would be like eight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just finished this house. What time is it? My mom's like, yeah. you've been in there for six hours. I was like, six hours? What are you talking about? Time passes by. I wish I could play Minecraft now. I, I enjoy playing survival. I'm not really with the mini games. I played like, you know, the oh, yeah. Hunger Games and all those different mini games. Those are fun. Yeah. But I just liked classic survival, mm-hmm. building a house, finding diamonds, building a village, a yeah. city. Uh, but now you like start, you collect a 64 stack of dirt and you're like, damn, I got to go to school. It's been like four hours. Yeah. Like I just mined this shit. Like, yeah. So uh, I've been thinking about doing like uh, hiring somebody to do like play a video game and record it mm-hmm. and then just put my podcast over it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. just some Minecraft Let's Play or Call of Duty com- mm-hmm. commentary, but it's just the podcast on top of it. That'd be sick. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of people who like KSI, like he basically podcasts. He just plays video games and talks mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah. It's KSI like you're podcasting. Is like I my friend got me into him like early like i was still in philadelphia really? yeah yeah i like like i don't really watch him that much anymore but when i was like a kid he used to i think he got really big off of like he used to do like fifa like yeah. he used to do fifa and that's how i because i was really into fifa because uh all my favorite video games are like sports video games besides halo and and some call of duty but like okay. i'm really i'm i'm pretty bad at first person shooters for whatever reason mm. it's not my thing but like there's a learning curve for sure. You suck for so long and then all of a sudden you're good. Yeah, like Sweet. Halo was like the only one where I was like decent for whatever. I don't know what was different about Halo, but I was like good at that. Uh, FIFA, I love, but I'm not that good. 2K though. I get very Dude. defensive over 2K. Do you? Yes. Uh, I play 2K, uh, but I get to like a 99 overall and then, yeah. you know, whatever stat. I Honestly, I've only gotten to like Superstar 1. I, yeah. And then nobody plays with me because I'm a 99 or... It's not fun. Yeah. It's fun, but I just get to the point where nobody plays with me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so for 2K, my big thing is like, I play online, but I play like, I don't really do my career like that much anymore. Oh, okay. I do more of like, I mean, I do. Every time a new 2K comes out, I'll do it, but I'll play for like a little bit. I'm more of like online playing with actual teams. Gotcha. I get very, very like, Ooh. yeah. I'm a really like, like sports, like the one thing that makes me change my attitude Cause like I'm a very nice person, but like on a basketball court or in track, you could be competitive, but there's like no smack talking in track, mm-hmm. but, uh, like basketball or 2k, I, I get very feisty, very fast. Yeah, I get that. It's a different, it's a different sort of like competition when it comes to basketball and stuff. Yeah. Cause you don't want like that. Like I, you just don't want to lose. I hate losing. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, it's like run it back. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I lose, it's run it back or I got one more. Yeah, and I'm if a, I lose like twice in a row, then I'll be like, all right, good game, y'all. Yeah. Like I I'm not a sore loser, right. you know? Yeah. But like, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't win, you lose. Yeah. Even at the park, man, like getting on and then losing just doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. I mean, even when you get picked up again, it's like, <sighs> yeah, I'm going to lose. And then you lose to the team again. And you're like, damn, it's always nice to be the five that stays on. Yeah. You got to be, man. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, the one thing that is also kind of flattering sometimes is like if you lose, but like the 
the team is coming on picks you up like right after you lose. Right sometimes. after, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice ceiling. But happened to me the other day in the gym. Um, bro, I was playing on. We had like won like five straight games, mm-hmm. and then we just got we just did a dud. We got like we played game sixteen. It was like sixteen four. I don't know what happened. We got like yeah. smacked, absolutely smacked. And then you know I was upset. I was like, damn, like four points. Like we put up four points. I right. shot like I played like garbage. You know, so. But I got picked up like right after we lost. So. That's how I know I'm too hard on myself because, I, you know, I used to play at the rec center. I don't anymore because it's just one court and it gets too packed. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people there I just kind of don't like, but mm-hmm. uh, or at least playing basketball with. I go to like Lost Lake or something or play yeah. uh, pickup. Mm-hmm. I'm so hard on myself. Where I'm like, damn, I'm upset with my performance. And then there'll be like four great players going on next. And they'll be like, yo, yo, you playing, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like dope like so yeah it makes you feel people good. think i'm still good even though i hate my performance last game yeah it feels good yeah i i thought i was having a bad day at the gym the other day uh just because like like being back at usf in person now like i, I would play like bef- every day for four hours right mm-hmm. but when COVID hit i didn't play for like literally like two like a year and a half right yeah so these are like my first few games back like in like a year and a half I did some shooting here or there, but like an actor, you know, you can never like really emulate like a game setting, you know, like the pacing is yeah, different. Never. So I thought I was playing bad. I at least wasn't shooting well. And like shooting is like my, like I'm, I'm a shooter. Like that's my one thing I feel like I could brag about, like mm-hmm. hang my hat on. Um, and Mavard, obviously, like I was a weird player, dude. Like I, I was super small, so obviously I had to play point, but okay. I like playing off ball more as a two. So. But, you know, Monver kind of forced me to play point. So I, I had to get used to mm-hmm. play, playing with the ball in my hand. Um, but I thought I was I was playing garbage. But, you know, I was still, like, controlling the tempo of the game or whatever. Yeah. So when we lost and, like, he was like, no, dude, like, he was like, you're staying on. And he was like, I want the ball in your hand because, like, you, he's like, you control the pace well. Like, you know, like, you know what you're doing. You know how to run a yeah. roll. And I was like, dang, you know, like, I thought I did pretty bad. But, you know, he thinks I know what I'm doing. So... Mm. I like, uh, or I coach some high school teams for this thing called a reach program. It's just a bunch of local kids. Some mm-hmm. kids play, uh, at the high school varsity level too, but, mm-hmm. um, I coach them. And the biggest thing is these kids are so trigger happy. They yeah. don't know how to slow down. They don't yeah. know how to control the pace. Um, I used to be like that. And now being more grown, I'm like, I can take my time with it. Especially oh, yeah. there's no shot clock and pretty much anywhere you play right now, unless oh, you're yeah. playing nba yeah but uh just take your time you know they're just not smart they're like get the ball turn and run it's like become a threat take your time control the pace i remember watching when i was on jv my freshman year i'd watch the varsity kids and they'd be so calm cool and collected on like a full court press or something Mm -hmm. um some teams would do that and they like pass it back and forth take two dribbles hit the middle you know you know back door yeah it's like damn they're so cool calm and collected yeah you have to be i mean I, I think, like you said, everyone as a kid kind of gets like, you feel like scoring is what makes you stand out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as you get older, you kind of like, like for me, like I like I said, I, I think my best quality is like shooting, mm-hmm. but I love passing. Like I really do. Like yes. I could go a whole game and like if I don't score, but we win and I have like eight assists, I feel just, I feel like I look better doing that yeah. because like people are probably want to play with you more. Like I could give the ball to people in the spots mm-hmm. they need to be in. Real ballers recognize that. Like yeah. people who are really about uh, the IQ side of basketball, mm-hmm. they see like a playmaker or a couple plays that you make, and they're like, "That kid knows what he's doing." Yeah, like he plays NBA Two K. Yeah, you know? yeah. Two <laughs> K has helped me a lot, dude. I remember I played like twenty two NBA Two K twenty thirteen or Two K fourteen Two K thirteen, 
And from playing those video games, my court vision and my playmaking through the roof. Yeah, no, 2K yeah. really does. When you like, like, uh, I think there was a few times where one of our coaches was like, yo, like, I wasn't going to like have us learn this play, but he was like, I was playing 2K, you know, and like, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's try this out. Like, uh, you know, actually on the court. And yeah, 2K, 2K really does. Like, I think LeBron even said the 2K. I remember I was like listening to him one day. He was like, 2K, like, helps them like figure some things out. Yeah. Like, that's really like a thing. Like, you know, like it's quite literally a simulator. Yeah. Like it's a simulator. Yeah. If you're off the court and you're playing NBA 2K, uh, I remember Kobe Bryant, uh, somebody was telling, or a certain NBA player was Shaquille. Mm-hmm. Shaquille was telling Kobe used to sit. And whenever he was just sitting down and chilling on the airplane or on the bench or whatever, he was doing moves in his head. And he's like, I could see him like doing things with his feet and hands and, practicing mm-hmm. like spin moves and uh certain hooks and like un- under the like finger rolls and things mm-hmm. like that i'm like yeah dude kobe's just simulating his play in his game or in his mind so when he goes into the game and plays these moves have been simulated over and over again in his brain it's yeah. second nature yeah, kobe's like kobe's that Jeez. he's that man dude like that was yeah. so sad when he passed away but especially like the way everything happened yeah. you know but he really was like if there's like if you think like when i think of the hardest working like people overall yeah like he really like he like he wanted it and everything he did you know he's different he's a man's man yeah like if anyone if everyone could have that type of mentality like yeah if you have that type of mentality you can do anything you want with your life yeah he really was like he wanted it you know mm-hmm. he wanted it and he had you know he knew multiple languages he yeah finished his college degrees yeah um, great guy i was insane great guy but yeah. it's just sad like you know Certain things you don't understand why it happened, you know? But. Yeah. I remember telling my parents, I was like, hey, I was like, Kobe died in a helicopter crash. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, shut up. You're no, yeah. Here. They don't believe it. You know, the first thing is disbelief. And I, because I, you know, I prank my parents. I would never prank them about something like that. But, but yeah. they just know I like to pull legs and yeah. joke about stuff. They're like, that's not funny. Though. They turn on the news and, you know, every news channel, it's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And a helicopter crash, six others or however many others. Yeah. It's like wow, that's insane. Even, yeah. No, yeah. I was taking a nap, and my roommate like knocked on my door, and he was like, "Yo, like Kobe just passed, like died, and then like helicopter crash." And I was like, "Bro, like stop." Like, I same. I was like, "That's not funny." Like I'm going back to bed. Yeah. He was like, "No, bro. Like Kobe Bryant just like died in a helicopter crash," mm-hmm. and I was like, You're "Like Kobe Bryant, like basketball yeah. Laker Kobe." He was like, "Yes," and I was like, "No way." And then I went in the living room, and it was there, and I was like. Oh, you have to be kidding me. And then when I found out the Gigi as well, like the, you know, yeah, I just was like, wow. I was like, I cannot imagine what it's like as a parent mm-hmm. to be in such like a helpless situation with like your kid and like there's nothing you can do. Right. Like, you know, like I, it made me upset. It's yeah. still like, that's something that, like just, you It's know. one of those things where it's, it's just so big and above us that uh, it's like, where were you when yeah, it exactly. happened? Where were you? Everybody knows like, hey, like uh, Mina, uh, Mina Yacoub, when I had him on the podcast, we had this conversation because he was a Kobe's been his his best or his favorite player for so long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got into the where were you when it happened type yeah. stuff. And he's like, yeah, I was carrying a pizza up. I was on a phone call. He had like an injury at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody knows. It's just crazy how much it resonates with you. You just know where you were yeah. and who told you and yeah. what your reaction was, the conversation you had. Yeah. But uh, dude. The Mamba mentality, bro, lives on. Yeah, man, you have to, that's like very like the Mamba mentality. I feel like that's a, I don't want to say that should be like the, the, what do you call it? The the bar. Top tier. Top tier, but like 
that type of mentality could like get you so far in life. Like, yeah. You know, like you, like I think the most people, in, like the, the people in the world that like doing the best, the best they in their field, like they're a little bit insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to, be, you have to be like a little bit insane to you like do. really like pull it off. You know, like mm-hmm. he like wouldn't sleep. He wouldn't leave the gym until he made twenty four hundred shots. Like you know, like and yeah. You, you know, there's probably days where he might not have wanted to, but like he knew, like listen, like if I want to do what I want to do and like win at this level, like continue to be at this level, like I'm going to like. You have to be, you have to be insane somewhat a little bit. I remember uh, Dwayne Wade was saying a story about, I think it was the Olympic team and how, uh, you know, they were eating continental breakfast or something and Kobe walks in he was like, you know, all sweaty or something like that. And Kobe was like, woke up at 6 Mm a.m. And, you know, all the other players are joking around eating continental breakfast, you know, hashing it up with the boys. It's the Olympic team. Like you don't play with these players, but they're all the best. I mean, that's got to feel good, man. Playing in the top league in the world. And then being on the Olympic team and just oh, being yeah, surrounded sure. by greatness. For sure. It's like, damn, I'm really lined up with these guys. Yeah. It's almost like just surreal. Yeah. But him saying like Kobe was in the gym at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Getting I mean, shots up before shoot around. It's like he has a shoot around for a shoot around. Yeah. And in between, he's probably visualizing, you yeah. know. And uh, like I said, with LeBron, I get there's certain people. Uh, there's a separation between Kobe and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um. LeBron takes his time away from basketball and there's people like Kobe who when he was a kid would sleep with a basketball. Yeah. There's two t- two sides of the spectrum, same greatness, mm-hmm. same things can, same skill level can come out of that. Everybody does it different, but Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, bro. This is a good podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is there anything you want to include right now? I mean, not much. Anything you want to bring up? No, I'm just Not at the moment. Yeah. What I'm where just, can they find you? I mean, uh on my so- on all my social yeah. media, I think I don't even know my own Instagram handle. Can I look it up? TJ Willie Official. I, yes, there we go. There I'll we pull go. it up for you. It's going to be, it's always in the description. Too. Okay, yes. TJ Willie Official. Um, I would just say, honestly, bringing up something, I would probably just say, like, I'm just trying to finish up this album. So, cool. trying to finish up everything. I want to have everything you could think of. I want to have uh, uh, music videos, lyric videos. Uh, like, I want to, like I said, like, when I, yeah, there you go. When I mentioned it uh, earlier, and I said I just want to be as professional with everything as I possibly can be, mm-hmm. I just want it to be like perfect. And I one thing I actually didn't realize was like, I feel like you wouldn't know until you do it. Like, you know, when artists like announce albums or whatever, mm-hmm. and they push them back sometimes, or yeah. like, and then you're like, dang, like why they keep pushing them back? You really don't know until like you're making music and you realize like, I I could put something out right now if I wanted to. Like I said, I have like like 20 songs done right mm-hmm. but like so like obviously like I, my album's not gonna be 20 songs long if i wanted to put something out like i just to put it out right now i could but it's just like what if i make something and i have regret it not being on the album you know what i mean yeah and then i have to like because you know like you do stuff in cycles like i'm not anyone big yet but like, i guess don't want to like you can't also over flood everything right away if that makes sense i like, get that you know like i don't want to over like like overly do it like i don't want to like release like 50 songs within like three months like that's what i just noticed with this podcast is i've been making like seven clips from Mm -hmm. like a lot of clips from each podcast and i've realized i oversaturate Mm -hmm. and so i need to like dial it down and do like my two favorite clips or my one favorite clip and Mm -hmm. make it high quality and post that clip yeah so So i know what you're saying yeah like so i'm just trying to do that like i said i i have like if you were to go like in my phone right now You'd see, like, I have my notes, like, so the way I have my notes is, like, I have uh, a note that says, like, TJ Album. That's not, like, I, I have I don't have a name for it yet. 
uh i haven't really thought of i want to do like eras too like i said be professional like you know like um everyone has eras like a theme to their album like look at the weekend right he uh just got out of his like after hours album where he he had like the whole like plastic surgery nose like, like yeah thing with the red suit um bruno mars like doesn't necessarily have uh, like an era for each album but he's kind of like the same like 70s 80s like funk like mm-hmm. big bright clothing versace shirts whatever so i want to figure that out and i need to because that's very important for like marketing reasons um but i just want to get as many th- songs done and then i'll probably like sit by myself and with a group of my closest friends and play like if they're willing to do this with me which yeah. I, I hope uh every song like i know songs that are definitely going to be on there but when it comes to like maybe like a few where I was like like this one or this one, sit there and like just ask people like I might not even tell them I just want to see like their genuine reactions yeah and I just be like yo uh, did you like that the first one I played better or the second one I played better and then if there's a little bit of a pattern I mean I have to like it as well but like if there's a little oh, bit of, yeah. if there's a little bit of a pattern then that might help me choose um like what song gets in and what song doesn't and then I might even do like a deluxe. Like, you know how artists do the Lux where mm. same album, but then add like three or four extra tracks that yeah. I liked, but they just didn't make the cut. But mm. you could just, like, you know, you could have a deluxe That's album. That's the real fan stuff. Yeah. The real fans know the, the deluxe album and the songs on it. Yeah. But I mean, I really like the way it's going. I just finished up the intro to the album uh, on Monday when I went. Oh, bro. I would, uh, I would love early access. All right. I could send some things through. Yeah. Just send it over. Yeah. Bro. I promise it's safe with me. But I got you. Yeah. I just finished the intro. My roommates heard it. And the funny thing was, like, they heard me making it. I was in my couch on the couch in the apartment one day, and I always do this every day. I go to our speaker, I turn it on, I go to YouTube, and I have like certain producers on YouTube that I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I was like listening to this one beat, and I was like, "All right." So I was like, "I like this," and I was like, "Let me, let me try to come up with something." Because the beat literally was called like it was like uh, Don Tolliver times Travis Scott type intro. <laughs> so there, you guys know what type of artist it's like kind of emulated after. Yeah. Uh, so I was like listening to it. I was trying to come up with an idea and I sat there and I was like, you know, okay, like I have a certain idea for an intro. So like the intro starts off, I'll give some little previews. Hell so, yeah. so the intro starts off with like, it's like a written, like a, not written, it's like a, a talking voice, right? But it's okay. my voice, but like it's, it's, um, uh, they made it, the, we made it really deep basically. So it's like, you know, like a ladies and like, you know, kind of like the TS, TSU on CLB. Yeah. 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 So kind of like that. So it starts off with me like there and I'm saying certain things. And then, um, you know, it's m- the first few like lines are like more personal stuff, like kind of like introduce, like it's, it's an intro. So I'm, I'm introducing like myself. I'm telling you like, welcome, like, thank you. Like, not thank you, but I'm saying like, welcome to the album. Um, you know, you're going to experience this, this, and this, uh, which are the main things I want to touch on. Like, the album has a song for everyone, I hope, you know? That's I cool. have songs about love. I have, uh, you know, like, feeling yourself songs. Like, you know, like, you feel like you're the shit, like, way too sexy type songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have sad songs. And then I had to have songs that I, I hope would make someone want to get up and dance, right? Uh-huh. So um, I'm kind of, like, telling you, like, you know, these are the things you're going to experience in the song. The first few bars, da-da-da, are, like, a little slower. And then it gets to, like, a rap. And I don't rap. I really, I'm not okay. bad at it, but, like, that's probably the 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 genre of music you'll hear the least of. Gotcha. There, I I want to work towards being a better rapper. That's just one area where I'm not super comfortable in yet. Yet, you know, the fact that I'm not makes me want to work at it. But yeah, the intro is like a little bit of a rap. Um, 
but I don't I forgot where I was going. Are with you this, gonna make but. with uh this album, are you looking to make visuals? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I wanna have like everything. But that's why like everything, like I said, everything has been pushed back kind of, especially with school now being in the way. Yeah. But um I wanna have like I wanna come out with uh music videos. Uh, like I want to do like three or four music videos. I don't know how I'm going to release them, whether I'm going to do like, I, I'm obviously going to do another single or two before an yeah. album comes out. Um, I was going to do a video for party on me, but the way that just timing went and like, I put mark like money into marketing in other places. So it kind of got like tight there. So I was like, gotcha. Not able to shoot a video for that. I still could. Cause some artists like make it, make a music video like a while after. Um, if you ever need a, a guy, I know uh, a couple guys who are really into making music videos specifically yeah. and just overall production. Yeah, just let me know. Um, I would, I would yeah. like that. I didn't like the song Way Too Sexy at first, and then I watched the video, and I was like, I'm a huge fan of yeah, this Yeah, the song. music video makes it, right? Yeah, like, so visuals can really change yeah. how you view a song. Yeah, so I want to have, I want to come with uh, really good visual, visuals. And in my opinion, which is good for me, I think as like knowing the progress I've made, Party On Me is like a song that like, I listen to it now, and I think that compared to the other stuff I have, it's probably like not even. That's not even one of my favorites. Like I love it. It's my song. It'll always have a, a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I was super nervous and like you know, but like listening to "Party on Me" compared to what I have that I know is coming, I think that it's like doesn't even touch that stuff yet. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I have come like the new stuff is way more meaningful. Um, I I just like. I feel like I'm more confident sounding okay. on it because, you know, like you listen to Party On Me, it sounds good, but like in my eyes, when I hear what I've done now, I feel like I'm at a completely different level and more at peace because Party On Me is kind of at that time when we were talking about where like I was going to the studio super stressed out doing it. Like Party On Me, I was like, yeah. oh God. Because like I recorded that song like three different times and oh, I was wow. like, yeah, and I wasn't happy with like how I, how it sounded I was probably being a little bit too hard on myself, but like I really was just like struggling with that. Do you feel you, when you first uh, were recording, did you feel like you were holding back a little bit of your personality and your voice? Yeah. So literally like the engineer was like, dude, like, and shout out D'Angelo, my engineer. D'Angelo cool. Russell? I'm just no. I, <laughs> D'Angelo, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Bra. Like that's my boy. Um, He is first. I love D'Angelo just because he's just started like engineering like not too long ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. He's amazing art editor. I would have thought he's been doing it for years. He's 21, super talented. But we have like this relationship where like as a musician, like you have to be cool with your engineer, you know? Yeah. So like he and I have like a very honest relationship. And our sessions I feel like are super fun. I don't like going to the studio with a bunch of people, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I normally just like going by myself. I've brought a friends a few times, but that kind of gives me I feel like I feel uncomfortable too many opinions too many uh, yeah I'm finding myself like recording something and then immediately looking out to see if like they're jamming to it and if they're not giving me the reaction in my head that I want I start thinking like damn like is it a bad song so I rather just go by myself but he and I have an honest relationship and when I was recording Party On Me he was like dude like this song is about like you're like saying it's Party On Me but you sound boring as hell right now like he was like you have no type of like swing your voice like he's like be comfortable with like talking shit, like be comfortable with like putting a little bit of swag in your voice, like a little bit of cockiness in your voice. Like, like, you know, he's like, you can't yeah. like, he was like, you have, you have to match your lyrics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the first two times I did party on me, I just wasn't matching like the, the, what the lyrics were saying to like how I was yeah. coming off on the song. 
and it took me a minute. And then I did it the third time, and I was like, you know what, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to, like, if I embarrass myself right now, like, I embarrass myself, but let me just try to so be. really go for it. And it worked. So, yeah, something with this podcast is I just need to be unapologetically me. Like, yeah. before, I'm like, I'm not going to be a, this host guy or somebody I'm not. I'm like, I'm just going to be me and talk about shit I'm into. And then mm -hmm. if people watch, I'm like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, like, people, like, like, you'll always, like, wonder what people think and stuff but like i feel like you can't like look over your shoulder with stuff like that too much yeah. you know like yeah i like when party on me was released i immediately like had all these expectations in my head and the song did well for our very first song right yeah so like like the whole pre-order thing was very smart by the way yeah. i haven't seen any uh uh beginning artists kind of do that pre-order thing i'm like that's genius yeah yeah if you keep seeing it for two weeks and then it comes out it's like yeah, yeah. Let's, let, me, let me listen to it. I've seen this on everybody's story for two straight weeks. Yeah. So let's see what's going on. I was, yeah, that the pre order thing was like a pretty. Was that your idea or did somebody have insight and mentor you a little bit? So when I went on the distribution like thing and I was signing up to have Party on Me like distributed, mm -hmm. uh, it gave an option. It said, do you want like a pre release like package or whatever? And basically that's when the pre order is like songs available a week before. So the song came out on July 23rd. But I scheduled, you know, the pre-release for like uh, a week before on the 16th. So that was my idea. I was like, you know, like it, it was like, smart. Yeah, I was like, you know, it's a good investment. Like, obviously, you have to pay for it. But I was like, did you see the pre-order numbers? Were they? Did so they actually, I did see the pre-order numbers. So I had like f like four fifty, four fifty. It's amazing for the first song. You so made. yeah, so I, I was really happy with that. Um, I was just very like nervous and like i said the expectations so like i knew um it was my very first song half of these people don't even know that i ever wanted to do music mm -hmm. i got so many texts they were like bro why did you never say anything like i said like only two people knew so like when i did it someone was like yo did you like make the beat or is it, like is it you and i was like no like it's me like it's, i'm gonna be like singing on it and they're like what the hell like you're gonna be singing i was like yeah but i had all these expectations in my head and I'm like my my like the engineer was telling me, he's like, listen, your song's going to do well. You're going to market it well. But he was like, you're not going to have Drake numbers, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I was like trying to like, I was in this battle in my head. I was like, you know, I'm so used to seeing like, you know, you go on Spotify and it shows you like the, how many streams the song has gotten, right? Mm -hmm. You go on Justin Bieber, Spotify, 85 million month, uh, monthly listeners. Peaches has 650 million streams or whatever. Jeez. I'm so used to seeing that, right? So I'm like sitting over here like, damn, like I'm going to do like 200 streams my first day. And I was like, oh, I suck. But then he's like, dude, no, that's really good. Like, he's like, you have to understand, like, this is your very, very first song. Mm. Nobody knows what to expect. Like, you have to temper your expectations. He was like, you know, keep those other numbers in your head for, like, milestones you want to reach one day. But he was like, no one did that, you know? Yeah. He was like, no one did that. He was like, Drake, whenever he started making music, his first song, dude, he was like, probably got, like, 100, 200 listens, same. Right. You know, he's like, he's Drake now, but, like... Once people see especially people in your circle or, or acquaintances or friends once they see resilience because i've noticed now that i'm posting a podcast every week with f amazing people by the way I would, i'm gonna love to have you back on oh yeah I'd love definitely having back. you back on especially yeah. when you figure out what dates and stuff we'll do it before mm -hmm. your album drop whatever yeah that'd be perfect um once people see resilience every podcast i post it, this is also great for marketing myself because People who know you are now going to understand who I am. Oh, yeah, of course. And that helps. Uh, and then people who know me are going to start to know you. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I gain like eight to 10 followers every single podcast and that just, it feels so good. I'm like, that's dope, man. Yeah. And when I first started posting podcasts, I had this straight line up to a point where I had like 800 views on like my fourth video podcast, mm -hmm. just talking about uh, the YouTube numbers. Of course, there's Spotify, Apple Music or uh, iTunes podcasts and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of leveled out and went down a little bit and it started leveling out and yeah. I was disheartened at first. But then I saw a number of uh, analytics where the view duration was increasing with every podcast. Yeah. And uh, new listeners were coming in a lot, yeah. but not in the skyrocket numbers. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm creating a, a cult, not a cult following, but that just has a negative connotation to it. But, yeah, but people are now know the wet slap and now know everybody I have on. Yeah. Like people who know a guy I had on, Dane Whitaker. He, they know him and now they know you. Mm -hmm. They understand you guys. It's like a circle. It's like a network I'm building with. Yeah. You, I can tell you have an amazing head on your shoulders. Oh, thank you. Yeah. A, a lot of people I have on the podcast, I'm surprised how alike I think of all these or how uh, alike our thinking is. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I have successful people on, like I had Sean Wilkins on last week. and oh, Sean's, uh, Sean's a G. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, oh, I forgot. I didn't connect the dots. You guys know each other. Yeah. He's dope and his mindset and the way he acts, it breeds success. Yeah. Similar to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You have a, you're an amazing guy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Appreciate that you, it, bro. you did this. Um, I was super nervous too. I, I could nervous. tell you were nervous at first. Yeah, Everybody's nervous. always nervous though. I was like, oh. Yeah. I Dude, I do a good job at like getting job. the nerves out of the way. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm trying to like, because I'm imagining if I've never done a podcast before. And I'm going over to this guy's house to do a podcast, especially a guy I know only know from friends of friends right now. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, okay, what? Yeah, I, I was really nervous, but I mean, I try to like, you know, I was like, you're a nice guy, and you weren't like putting any pressure on me, or is this, you know, I was just telling yeah. myself, I was like, it's just a conversation, we're gonna be fine. So yeah, that's why I pride myself with this being completely unscripted. I don't take anything out unless I have to. If you say something you don't want to yeah. be in, but uh, that hasn't happened yet. Um, but me pry or having that uh, unscripted mentality, yeah, it just makes it a lot more lackadaisical and fun. Yeah. And some people don't fuck with it and some people will. No, but I mean, yeah. I think of it as like it's genuine, you know? Very genuine. So like, listen, there's so many people that like do things, but like it's not genuine and not, and not being genuine like takes away from it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like by you doing this and it being unscripted like that, in my mind, that makes it like a million times better because like right. you're doing something that you want to do. And like you're doing it your way and like yeah. it's genuine and people resonate with that, you know, mm -hmm. like it being genuine. Yeah. I actually want to challenge whoever's listening to this or uh, watching this on YouTube or whatever platform you're using. I want you to comment what you're doing right now. Like I wonder if they're like showering or driving or what they're doing right now while they listen to us talk yeah, be and learn about TJ Williams. Oh yeah. That'd be That's an interesting concept to learn because do you listen to podcasts? Um, some like somewhat. Somewhat, bit, yeah. Do you watch like the visuals or do you only listen to the audio? Um, if I do, I'm, uh, I guess I listen to the audio. Sometimes I watch the visuals. Like, does uh, you know, JJ Reddick? Yeah, yeah. Like his, like, like since I'm super into basketball, mm -hmm. and is that a podcast? Yeah, he does. He posts visual clips and stuff, but I think he's on Spotify and all that too. Yeah, I think. yeah. I think I've seen his show though. Yeah, so like, you know, he talks about like they talk about like the you know he has NBA players on. They do like mm -hmm. inside the NBA. Like they talk yeah. about like real things or real what like things that players think about other players and whatnot. So like, that's one that, um, I, I've listened to, you know, uh, Duncan Robinson's starting to do one now too. Is he? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, he had, he had Duncan Robinson on there before. Uh, that's a place for Miami heat, right? Yeah. He got this like a lights out shooter. Oh yeah. Lights out. Yeah. Last season was his, his season of, I think he was D three and he oh, made yeah. it to the NBA. 
dude, going from a D3 story as like a sh- just a shooter oh, yeah. and then making it to the NBA to play with Jimmy Butler and have that run on that on that uh I wish the Miami Heat competed more against the Lakers that year. Yeah, I mean they had injuries, but yeah, they did. I mean, I they the, I'm glad that I listen, I I never root for injuries, but it's nice like sometimes um to have like different teams like like you know like this mm-hmm. this year with the Suns Bucks like yeah. I I wanted Phoenix I normally after listen after the Sixers lose most of the time I don't really care mm-hmm. but I wanted Phoenix just because I wanted Chris Paul to win one yes because he's like thirty six mm-hmm. and I felt like Giannis was gonna get his eventually of but course. it happens so when uh Chris Paul walked out after uh they lost in Game Six was it yeah they lost in Game Six when Chris Paul walked straight off the court and was like untucking his jersey and kind of like showed no emotion bro. Mm-hmm. I just felt something. I was like, damn, Chris. No, I know. I felt back. I mean, he, like, he... Doing this for 17, 18 years. Bro. Yeah, and I, I, wanted him to, I wanted him to get one. Uh, but at the end of the day, listen, Giannis is Giannis. He deserved it, too. Yeah. You know, I'm glad for him, especially with his story coming from, like, Greece, speaking, like, no English. And then, like, mm-hmm. I remember I saw, like, it's, like, on YouTube, like, his first... Uh, interview ever i seen that like too. yeah he was like 16 17 years old he's like very broken english to like what he is now mm-hmm. and he was super skinny too and i mean he's like he has a crazy physique and like he's amazing you know oh so. yeah uh i'm in a group chat and they call him dunk man and they just to roast him like dude i'm like have somebody stop him yeah like there's seven footers out there too that can move very quick yeah like have somebody stop him then if he's dunk man like they yeah. say it in a negative way yeah so i'm oh, not gonna, mr dunk man wins again i'm like yeah nobody was at the rim meeting yeah. him so know? i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna expose myself okay i was uh <laughs> i was one of those people i used to call Giannis run dunk man as well but oh, yeah but i shut up I, listen did james harden kind of swing you that way or no i just you have to be very careful about like the, what i'm about to say i guess okay. he is a great player mm-hmm and he is unstoppable in what he does. I think that people get annoyed with him. Uh, His genetic natural ju- ability. Just because it's like, I don't want to say he doesn't just rely on athleticism because to listen, to score 50 points in a finals game, you have to have some type of skill. Of course. He's just, I just don't think his skill is the conventional skill that people are used to. That makes sense. Because it seems like he relies on his athleticism a lot. But listen, yeah. he's Euro step in. He has f- good footwork. So, you know, like he's he's right. doing what he's doing. I think people are just like, like I was guilty of it. Try to compare it to like, you know, other unstoppable players that might have a little bit more skill. Like you look at Kevin Durant, right? Six Amazing. ten, but like that man is plays beautiful basketball. Yeah. Like has he pull ups, you know, like pull mm-hmm. up from anywhere. And that's not Giannis, but he obviously doesn't need it. You know what I mean? He just won a right. championship and two MVPs before. So And uh I always uh Paul George, how he can look so good doing like a step back or something, but Paul George is so inconsistent. Yeah. Like he I'd, I don't even know if I'd call him an all, all-star anymore, but he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he pits up great numbers. Don't get me wrong, great averages. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of like Paul George, at least nowadays, where when I don't play that much, like I have super smooth moves. I like to be smooth with it. And mm-hmm. I'll I'll kind of like shut people up for a second. Mm-hmm. But then again, like I'll miss a lot of jump shots or threes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a knockdown shooter. Like I'm not a clutch Kevin Durant, at least nowadays. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm Paul George, bro. Yeah. I'm super inconsistent. But it'll look good. It'll just hit the rim and fall off. Yeah. yeah listen, <laughs> like I shoot as, like 30%, dude. As long as there's no, like, for me, if I'm having a bad shooting day, as long as none of the misses are, like, horrible misses, you know? Oh, yeah. There's nothing, like, yeah. there's nothing worse than, like, you know, pulling up or mm-hmm. taking, like, a risky shot 
and like you absolutely like smack the other side of the backboard mm-hmm. or something. That's like disgusting. You feel yeah. bad about yourself. You're like, damn, like corner I, three, and then some, you, you feel like it's going in, and then it hits the side, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're I like, look horrible. Yeah, you're like, I look like <laughs> ass. Like <laughs> that's that's a very bad feeling, but yeah, you know. Or when the worst player on the other team, when it's like teed up and it's one by two or something, and the worst player shoots a three and it hits off the glass and goes in. Yes, that happened to me the other day. Like that shit. Yeah, listen, there's certain (laughs) things we can control, but it it happens. I'm very just like, I don't know. I I, like I said, like I I like passing. I don't even like being dominant like that. Like I just Mm -hmm. get I I take pride in getting the ball in the flow of the offense. If I go three like possessions without touching the ball. Mm-hmm. But we're scoring or whatever. I really don't care. But if it's a close game, I do want the ball in my hands. Yeah. Like if it's like if we're going to 16, it's like 14, 14. I want the ball. Yeah. The other day, how I was saying I'm too hard on myself. I'll be at the park and I'll feel like I'm having a horrible game. Mm-hmm. But then we're down by like, say we're down by one. And it's like, we'll, we'll usually go to 12. Okay, uh, yeah. First game, 15. Then we'll go to 12. Say it's like 11, 10 or something. And we have 10. Mm-hmm. They'll like air out and give it to me. Depending on who is on my team, of course, if there's somebody else. Mm-hmm. But they'll give it to me. And then I'll be like, oh, shit. Like I... I mean, I know I'm, I know I can be this guy, mm-hmm. but like, I'm so hard on myself and so upset throughout the entire game because mm-hmm. I missed a reverse layup or something like, yeah, I used to be super unprofessional. I remember when I was a little kid, I'd like miss a layup and I'd be like, hang my head. And now when I see other kids do that, I'm like, bro, yeah. that looks bad. Yeah. It Move does. Forward. You just have to like, listen, you can't make every shot you take. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm same way too. Sometimes like, well, at least I feel like in Montverde, I was very like, I feel like in Montverde, I never played the way that I wish I did because I was always very nervous about how I looked. So I would mm-hmm. play, I would want to play good, but I'd play scared. So I really wouldn't do anything yeah. sometimes. Like I would be so worried about playing perfect that I would like, like contribute like nothing. Like I wouldn't yeah. play bad, but like I wouldn't necessarily like stand out because I was like, you know, I'd get the ball and I was like, oh, like I, I feel like I, if I shoot this, I'll make it. But like, what if someone else considers it a bad shot or what if I miss or whatever? So like my the funny story I have, um, is my senior year our very last practice ever i just like that was like i was like you know there's no penalty i'm not gonna run like i'm a senior like these games are just for fun like i'm gonna just ball hawk basically and i told them that i told all my teammates like listen like i'm not gonna be back here so like i was like everyone who's a senior like let's this is our day like we're just gonna fire some shots up and one of my one of my best friends uh that plays for babson uh up in boston he was like, dude, like I never like he's like, why did you never play like this? Like ever? And I was like, bro, like I would always like just be like, you know, like I would never ever like get the ball in like a game and call ISO. I would like that's right. like, that just wasn't like I was like, let me not step out of line here. Like if I get a shot, I get a shot. But like in that practice, I was like not like I was just like, listen, you send me send me a pick and like let me go to work. And it was working that yeah. pra- that practice. Like a lot of it's a mindset too. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, there was a. Do you, have you ever had that game? Or there, there was this whole AAU tournament. Uh, I think I was like 17 years old, mm-hmm. um, on off season from high school. Um, everything clicked in my head. I was just like connected with the. You ever just gripped the the court and mm-hmm. you just felt like, oh man, I can shift left and right so quick. Oh yeah. My my handling, like my hand eye coordination is just on right now, mm-hmm. and like I will only be stopped if somebody blocks me. Yeah. You know. Uh, there was a game, and this is the highest I've ever scored. I think I either I either had 36 or 37. And I just remember that game. I've never been a high scorer. I'll put up like maybe 14 points on mm-hmm. a solid game, but then I'll have like boards and assists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll play great defense. But 
I just remember scoring like 36, 37 points. It felt so fucking good. I was like, yo, I'm that kid that just scored over 30 points yeah. in an AAU game. I'm like, this isn't me. This isn't like me. Yeah. It, I've never been a scorer like that. It feels good. When you're on though, like if yeah. you feel you feel you feel good. Like yeah. for me, like being like a like taking pride as a shooter, like I, I feel like once I see like two in a row go in, I'm like, all right, like you know. Uh oh, like, TJ Willie. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, like I want I want the ball, I want the ball, I want the ball. Uh, one you, of ever, the, you ever hear the bench say he's a shooter? Yes, you get yes, that? I have, okay. I have, I've had. <laughs> and then the other day at the USF gym, even though I was having a very bad, uh, bad, bad shooting day, my very last game before I left, actually, for some reason, like my ability just decided to come back at the very end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I was not shooting well. Like I'll sit here and say I was like three for fifteen from three. I was like not mm-hmm. shooting well, so I kind of stopped shooting him. And then we were like kind of losing. It was like nine five or something. And I was like, you know, like, I'm, let me just like, like no one else was really doing much. So I was like, you know, let me just like start shooting. And I hit like four in a row and I was like, thank, like, I was like, now, like now you want to like work arm? Like, mm-hmm. but it felt good though. And I was like, <laughs> I was like really getting into it. I was like, you know, like this is the way it's like, yeah, you know. sometimes it takes volume. Like people, I hate when people like, uh, roast Steph Curry for his, uh, when people say Steph Curry is the best three point shooter and then they bring up how his percentages aren't the best. Mm-hmm. I'm like, people don't guard anybody like Steph Curry. People, he's a volume shooter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I so. love Steph. Steph is like, listen, I, in JJ Reddick's podcast, they talked about players that are just like, like the fact that when you hear NBA players talk about Steph Curry, they're like saying that like they're like they're in awe when they play against him. I think mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, the guard for the Bucks. Great defender. Yeah, great defender. He was saying that like he, they played against, he played against Steph one day and like Steph like cross, cross half court. And like just launched it, and Drew was like, "All right, what? Well, like, let me play up, I guess." And he said he was trying to be as physical as possible, and he just said nothing. Like when Steph was on, he said, "There's like, there's literally nothing you could do." Right. Like, you're just at like you're at his mercy. Like, and he's the reason I like Steph is like he's not a big barker. Like he smiles. Like when you see him playing, yeah. he's like laughing, the smiling, mouthpiece. dancing, mouthpiece. Like yeah. he's having like a good time. Like you know, but he's gonna he's gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. But like you know, that must be annoying. Like. Playing, I mean, I've played against people like that where like they're killing you, but they're not even like talking Super shit. Super humble. Yeah, they're not even talking yeah. shit. They're just like laughing, which makes you more mad because you're like, damn, like I'm a joke. Yeah. <laughs> right now, you know? Yeah. So. It hurts more. It's it like, really damn, does. I'm not even worth your shit talk. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, you know, at that point, I'm like, please just say, like, talk shit to me at this point. Don't yeah. just laugh in my face and like fuck me up, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bro. Everything from basketball, from music, from TJ Williams, from college, from USF, dude, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to have to cut it. We could keep, t- I feel like, I keep saying this in every podcast. I feel like I could go for like two or three more hours. Yeah. Just straight podcasting. Yeah. But then I think about editing the videos and. Oh, I can only and, imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's, dude, it's hard work, but I, it's fun to me. I'll like smile and laugh at like jokes we said. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like editing on my podcast in a coffee shop. I'll be like, <laughs> Yeah, people are looking at me all alone. I'm like, oh no, no spending time by yourself is oh dude. major key in life. Yeah, I'm a very uh like I like you. I enjoy those nights, uh, being around people and uh, being a good host and really having conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm alone a lot of the time. Oh yeah, I like to go to the coffee shop. I like to just chill at the house, mm-hmm. um, work out, That's do the best. underground stuff. That's the best. Like, yeah. Being able to just relax, have fun with yourself. Like, you know, exactly. Like people might think it looks crazy, but it's not. Yeah. Like, um, well, TJ Williams.
Till next time, bro. Till next it's time. It's been a man. pleasure. We'll ball. Thank we'll you. have to meet at yes. USF. Do something. We'll yes. do something. If you ever want to pull up to Tampa and uh, run fives, just let me know. Let's do it for you know for sure. I got you. I'll pull up. I got you. Thank you. I'll pull up. Yes, I'll pull up.